drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Episode 49. That's how you prepare for the ATC. What's up, Veteran Gamers? We are back with another edition of the show that drinks beer, rolls, dice, and... Talks motherfucking shit. Yes, we do. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Jeremy Vestron Ray. Yep. Two weeks in a row now. Oh my god, act like I, I missed <laughs> one show, literally, because I had to cancel, and fucking end of the world. End of the world. It is the end of the world. I was fucking tired. I stayed up way too fucking late that the night before. Way too late. Oh, it was the, you were at, uh, at ease. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have been fine if I just played the league game, but then fucking uh, Carmona's friend was there, and he was he wants to try a new list, he wanted to play me, so I was like... Well, you just won RTT, like, and you're a good player. So, yeah, that's good. Was it the, it was the Katachan Jungle Fighters with the Knight? He was playing a little bit different. He had three Galleons and okay. Sisters and Guard. He had Seraphins and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I won that game. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. He won an RT, so you would have won our RT. Well, it wasn't that list that oh, you okay. used. But I think I, I could, I think I, the list that I have for RTC, I think it still beat that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, we've got a really good show. Um, today, uh, we got some after-action reviews and some maximum effort to get caught up on. Um, we've been doing some other shows and some other stuff, so it's time to get caught up on some of that stuff. And then, Ray and I are both preparing for some big events coming up. Mine's bigger. Ray preparing, of course, for the ATC. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, ATC, if people are unfamiliar with ATC as Ray, let them know. Clue them in. American team... Championship, championship. Uh, I don't know where. I think it's in Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, that's where it was. That's what I said. You're going there, so you're going to land someplace and it's going to be flat. And I just look. <laughs> I just get on the fucking plane. I don't know where it's going, <laughs> or if the army's going to show up. Or army's going to show up. <laughs> this one's going to be a lot harder to do to get the. There's some patty there to save your ass. There's no patty, and I don't know what I'm going to do. So. Hope the army makes it, but yeah, it's it's intensity. Like I said, uh, it's a team format, so it's a team of five, and then the way it's set up is team A is faced against team B. Uh, there is five tables. Each table is strategically built to sparse terrain to dense terrain, and in between, um, the captains of your team. Uh, roll off to see who puts down the first quote-unquote attacker as they like to call it uh and they put down one of their list like uh team a team b captain puts down one list okay this is the list i'm putting forward um and then team a would go okay these are my two lists that will go against you and then the other team will pick one of those lists of the two to face off against the one list that they played, but the list that put down gets to pick the table. So then you can go on, you know, right. a lot of terrain or a little bit of terrain, depending on your matchup. And it, it keeps going down, and then it switches to where then the team that put down the two puts down the one, and then the other team puts down the two, and they alternate until all five members of each team is paired up. And then they play against each other. 
regular they're playing itc this year like straight itc i guess other years they did something a little bit different yeah they had their own mission set yeah, yeah. so this one's just straight cool. itc and then they just changed the scoring so i can't comment on how they're scoring but what it was in the past i can comment on that is that what they used to do is like say you and i played and i won by seven points so the team got seven points that's what you won. Okay. And then you add up all the scores, and then whoever had the most scores, like... Won the match. Won the match. So even losing could let your team win if as long as you lot. lost, but you still got five points. Right. Right? And you didn't give them a bajillion points when you lost. I think that's really cool. I hope that's what it is. I don't... I know there was changes to this year. And that's not my department. My department is just to fucking go, play, go and play and win games. Go fucking win the guy game. I don't <laughs> want to. That's your captain's problem. Yeah, that's my captain's problem. Who's your captain? Which, uh, Frankie. Frankie's captain. I'm playing with the uh, front line. Okay. So uh, Reese, uh, Frankie is the captain. Uh, Brandon Grant, James Carmona, and myself. That's a pretty damn good team. It's pretty decent. Uh, the only one that hasn't won anything in anything of significance is myself. <laughs> So I feel like a lot of pressure because I don't want to let any of them down. And I mean, they've all won their GT. You're the sandbag. You're the sandbagger. Which I hope people think that and I can like prove to be better than a sand, like the not good person. Yeah. So I mean, I'm confident in the list. I like the list. I mean, I'm playing Alex uh, Kuhn's list from Monkey Con, but like I said, I made it better. Um. All the lists are posted now, so everybody sees it. So, I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll actually be. Yeah, this will, we'll you'll be, be you know, when this comes out, you'll be well on your way. You'll be on your way there. Yeah. So, so there's like, really no, so at this point, anything we give away is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't so matter. I'm playing the fire, Flyer Eldar list with Wave Servants and Six Flyers. Um, I like it. It's fun to play, honestly. I don't I mean, I don't know. We'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll get into I don't it later. Know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is for people playing against it, but it's fun for me to play. Uh, but yeah, that's we'll that's, talk about because we'll have an after action review yeah. to talk about that. But that, yeah. but that's the ATC team five on five, and then it was before overall score is the winner. I don't know how they're doing it now. I know there was changes, but then there was changes back. I try not to pay attention to that. I'm just like I said, trying to listen to just win your fucking game. Yeah, <laughs> let, 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 let your captain pick your opponent for you and just yeah. go win your game. Yeah, just go win my fucking game. And yeah. what, what that, which is really cool, and I like about the whole format is that. Like this list that I'm using, it, it got third at MonkeyCon, right? A similar, a very, 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 very similar list got third at MonkeyCon. I don't think it can do consistently well, and it really depends on matchups. Because I just think there's matchups that are just really, really bad. Yeah. And which will get you in that five and one category. Um, But in ATC, you don't really got to worry about that. You just tell your captain, like, hey... If they have over a hundred plus models and that's it, like they're two hundred plus models and they don't have real big targets for me to go after, don't put me down as a yeah as a target, right? Yeah. And so your win rate should go up if you're paired correctly, but then that's on the captain. Yeah. And I think I think the captains have like the hardest job out of the whole thing. They got to strategize on what armies list they have to put down, who they go against. There's going to be mad, bad matchups all over the place, but who can get the points? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, and then, of course, uh, 
I'm going off to the BAO for the first yeah. time. Um, oh, I got, first time, huh? This is my first time at BAO, yeah. It would have been my second. But when I bought the ticket, there was no child on the way. <laughs> you hit bullseye on that one, partner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is a baby well on the way, um, which probably will happen in and around that time. And it was just too close. So I bought your ticket from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be going there representing the Dark Side Wargamers at uh, the BAO. Yep. We've got lots of friends up there. Um, so I'm kind of excited to go up. Which is kind of funny because there's a lot of it's California. You would think there's a lot of liberals around here. Yeah, apparently a lot of there's a lot of semi liberals like you. <laughs> well, Dan- well, Daniel Katz, of course, a friend of the show. I played him at SoCal Open. Of course, he's now a friend of the show. Um, it, we had a good game. He's he's active on the Facebook page. So I mean, I'm excited to go see him again. Um, Daniel Jimenez and Jimenez. I get that wrong all the time. I'm the worst Mexican ever. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jimenez, uh, <laughs> now a, a member of the Big Dice Club. Um, him and his crew from the Salt Shakers Wargaming Pagecast. 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 Yeah. Very, very confusing. Yeah, they're up there, um, and they're all playing in the BAO, and they said they got some local beers they want me to try. So. I got a bunch of the guys who just want to throw beers at me. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like you're a hot chick. It's really weird. I got nice tits. Like I gotta say, you know, <laughs> you do have tits. Nice. I don't know. It's debate. <laughs> so I'm excited to go up to the BAO. Um, I'm looking to do well. Um, I've been preparing my list, and we'll talk about it. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm real excited for this one. Um, and so now to some uh, podcast news. Of course, we do have our contest occurring still. Um, patrons, if you're a current patron of the show, uh, for every dollar you are currently donating per month, you will get a, an entry. So if you're donating $5, you get five entries, donating 20 bucks, you get 20 entries. Um, for those of you who have not updated your credit cards, you guys have fallen off. You want to keep donating to the show, supporting the show. You want a free t-shirt? Maybe, maybe, um, go ahead and update that stuff. Keep supporting the show. I got to, you know, we're replacing equipment. We're update, you know, updating the show. So I mean, if you, if you donate $5, how much is a t-shirt? $22. $22. There's some savings there. There's savings. It's not a gonna value. Do, not going to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> There's $17 of savings there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to mention it goes, to, a lot of the money goes to beer money sometimes too. Right. And that makes the show. Even better. What it is. Yeah. But even if you donate a dollar, right? A dollar a month. I'm putting out four to five shows a month. Right? That's 20 to 25 cents an episode. That's a steal. That's a steal. Okay? So if you need, if you want to get an entry in, go ahead and you can just... Plus, we want to get a soundboard. I'm looking to the soundboard. I want to improve the quality of the show. Because I would love to be in charge of a soundboard. <laughs> you just want to turn the dials. Like little nipples. Yeah. Yeah. But the new sound stuff, like sound effects, would be awesome. I think sound effects would make the show a lot better. <laughs> uh, remember, too, um, if you review us on iTunes, you also get a single entry to review us on iTunes. So take two minutes. It costs you absolutely nothing. Talk shit. Give us one star. Don't give a fuck. Give us a one star. Tell us we're full of shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. It just helps people find us. That's cool. Yeah. Tell me you don't like my potty humor. Yeah. <laughs> my high school toilet humor. Words hurt you. Yeah, yeah. So leave us a review on iTunes. And even if you give me a shitty review on iTunes, you will still get an entry and I will send you a shirt. Yeah. And if you do it on Facebook, like do one on iTunes is more important. Do one on Facebook. And if you do on Facebook, we usually talk back. Yeah, we do all the time. I love fucking talking back. You know, I think we had the greatest compliment 
the other night when we were at at ease. Um, guy came up to us and says, "I really don't want to listen to the show, but I do because it's." <laughs> It made him feel bad about the way it feels about himself that he likes our show. And that makes me feel good. That, <laughs> that made me feel all warm on the inside. Like he doesn't want to be as bad as we are. But in inside, he really is and he enjoys it. Yeah, we're the inside voice that you, you, you like to hide and like fucking suppress. Yeah. <laughs> and we just say it. We fuck. just say it. Monday through Thursday. You get your fucking vegetables, those other goddamn podcasts. Someone will tell you what it's like to play Little League basketball, right, with their dad. Yeah, my, the the Five Monkey guys are like fried food, but fried vegetables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, fried zucchini. Yeah, we're the fried Twinkie and the fried Oreos. Oh, yeah. I'm fried Coca-Cola. Just, I just came back from the fair. I love fried food. Oh, man. You fry up anything? It's delicious. It's delicious. Take anything and fry it. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but also make sure to listen to the Flying Monkeys Wargaming podcast. Those guys are fucking amazing. There are good friends of ours. Good friends. They run Daniel a little Matt, con. Man. Yeah. Out there in the middle. And Patty. Don't forget about Patty. Patty. And fuck Cody. Special place. Yeah. <laughs> so special place in our hearts. Um, and now the most important. Cody's a big dude, by the way. Is he really? He's fucking tall as fuck. <laughs> There was one time uh, there was saw this thing on Facebook where some guy goes there was like a, a like a, a a video screen board at a basketball arena. It's like in the middle of the stadium. It says everyone's doing a great job except Cody. And I tagged <laughs> the Flying Monkey Wargaming podcast in it, and he put it out. And then Cody goes, like, "You guys are so fucking funny." That <laughs> 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 even guys in California are getting onto the train. It, it, it's funny because I, I met him over there, and I was like, "Oh, you're fuck Cody." <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's a good thing to know who I'm saying fuck to. Fuck to, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad I missed it. I wanted to say that too. That would be fantastic. Great. Finally, the most important part. What we are drinking. Uh, I punted this morning. I had a lot of things going on. You Um, had to pick me up too. Yeah, I had to pick you up before you go-go. Yeah. Um, So I got the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. By the way, you interrupted a shit. I up to, oh, I was about to shit. You were about to shit. I was brushing my teeth. And I was like, I'm going to take a shit before Andy gets here. And then he showed up. And I was like, God damn it. Well, if you need to shit, go shit. Well, I didn't say I was going to stop me from shitting. <laughs> I was just saying you interrupted a shit. I interrupted a shit. You probably didn't make the best Eldar list of your life on the shitter. I always do. <laughs> always do. <laughs> this is the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Um, Stone has a host of, of really good beers. Um, this is a pretty good one, too. Uh, they also have another one called Stone Ripper, which is kind of the same way. Um, it's just kind of a citrusy kind of IPA. like it. So, yeah. It's Sounds good. good as another one we had in another podcast. But this one's good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, so you can never go wrong with Stone, I don't think. So, anyway, it's a quick break, and we'll be back with the extra review and maximum effort. Abrasive, chaotic, and experimental. That's the music of Dead Swarm. Dead Swarm's approach to metal is dark and aggressive. Influenced by the grooves of Six Feet Under, the raw aggression of Morbid Angel, and the technicality of death. Featuring an articulate and guttural lead vocals and a hard-hitting rhythm section, the thrashy death metal sound of Dead Swarm evokes betrayals of humanity's capacity for evil. Dead Swarm is currently recording a 2018 EP that is designed to reinvent the West Coast metal scene 
and raise up the swarming masses. You can find Dead Swarm music on iTunes, Amazon MP3, and Google Play. You can also visit their website, deadswarm.com, for music, tour dates, and merchandise. Dead Swarm. A new dawn. Terraforming. A new dawn. Terraforming. And we're back. After action review, maximum effort. What do you want to do first? Uh, I'll do maximum effort just to get it out of the way. Sure. Because I hate it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so since I'm going to go right into it, my maximum effort. Yes, I did do maximum. I actually used a paintbrush and airbrush and everything. What? Yeah, it was just crazy. Uh, so obviously, when you eat a dick too flying, while you're there? No, 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 okay. no, no eating dicks. <laughs> uh, flying monkey con required painting. And I'm a person that always likes to last minute shit. You can ask Heidi about that. <laughs> I will stay up till like three in the morning when I have a flight at six. Don't give a fuck. If you've ever been, if you're ever going to a big tournament, odds are you have be, you have been there like the last day painting something up just to get it to standard. Fucking early as fuck in the morning. Yeah. Chugging coffee, trying to stay up. But yeah, I had, I had to do 10 Dire Avengers. I had to do... Fuck, what did I have to do? I do 10 Dire Avengers and Archon get Rangers to like a better three color minimum. And yeah, that's it. They were talking shit about your paint job too on the stream. At fuck. <laughs> three colors, motherfuckers. Oh, but the, the Dire Avengers, the ones they probably talked the most shit about, mm-hmm. is that, that that's when I was fucking 13, okay? <laughs> That's my nostalgia. Right? That's a nostalgia That's my paint job. Excuse for not painting those fuckers. That was when I was thirteen. Fuck off me. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, so I painted the the ten Dire Avengers. The one they were plastic, no no base coat whatsoever. So you know, base them, use the airbrush to then highlight, and then fucking hit the plumes, hit the guns, two different colors. Plumes one color, fucking guns black color. Boom, three colors. Done. Done. That's that's good enough for me. I don't give a fuck who you are. Um, <laughs> the Archon, he was he was plastic too. Uh, so the Dark Eldar one, I I kind of do like a gray knight type fucking paint scheme. I spray them silver, then I wash them with a purple, and then I dry brush a silver over them. So technically, that's three colors right there. Yeah. Um, and then, but I go a little bit more into it. I you know I hit the gun, I hit the flesh, hit the hair, hit the bones. So way more than three colors. Not much effort into it though. I just hit it and that's about you it. You hit it and quit it, yeah. That's it. Um that's motto. Motto life. Hit it and quit it. And then the and the Rangers kids. were already three colors. They were already black from base coating. They were also brown and then silver for the guns. I just hit up their faces because I didn't like their faces being uh black, basically primed. You fucking racist. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So I hit them up so with some flesh color, put some washes on them, hit them again with another flesh color so they look like faces. And I hit the hair so you could tell that. It was hair. It was hair. And that was it. That's it. Nice maverick. Boom. Three colors. That's, That's a lot, though. That's a lot for you. It's a lot. That was all in one day. I'm proud. I mean, I, you talked That was for, literally all in one day. <laughs> you talked for at least two minutes on maximum effort. Yeah. I put paint to model. It was, it was good. I'm fucking proud of you, man. And then for ATC, I'm also building flyers and getting them to tie. 
get him to Tyler. I'm going to get him to Tyler. He <laughs> trails off. I'm going to get him to Tyler. <laughs> Wait, to pick up your model from Tyler the other day. Yeah, because he didn't fucking practice. paint it, motherfucker. <laughs> Gave it a week ago. He couldn't fucking touch it up. He wants he wants all the flyers so he can do them all in one batch. All the flyers? Yeah, he wants to do them all in one batch. I guess it's faster when he does it that way. Well, he can do one color at a time, one paint. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he does his shit. I don't fucking know how to do shit. <laughs> Looks great, though, at the end. Yeah, it does look good. Tyler's shit's good. If you want to check out Tyler's paint um, and his uh, commission paint projects and whatnot, you can check him out at thegamersarsenal.com, and they have a paint studio section there. Check out some of the, the work he's done, and if you want to get some commission work done, you can check him out there. Yeah, there's two painters there. Uh, uh, Tyler and Chris Rice. Chris Rice. Chris Rice is also really good. Really good. Uh, Chris Rice paints more glossy and Tyler paints more matte. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed because I've had work done by both of them and Chris's are more, uh, like I said, glossy, more shiny, I guess. Yeah. 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 I got, uh, Tyler painted a, um, a Dungeons and Dragons, um, model for my Mm -hmm. son for his birthday. Yeah. Came really good. Cool. Really good. My maximum effort. I always got something. Yeah. Um, in preparation for BAO, I am getting my Carnifexes together. Uh, before, I didn't have enough Death Spitter with Slimer Maggot guns on all of them. So I had two Death Spitters and like a Stranglethorn Cannon. I was saying it was a Biomorph. But going to BAO, WYSIWYG is kind of a thing. And I don't want someone to bitch and moan about it. It really, honestly, only is a thing if you're on the top tables. Well, I'm going I mean, for top. Obviously, that's our goal, right? Right. But last BAO, I messaged Reese and I was like, hey, I have scatter lasers on my fucking... Because I still use bikes Yeah. when the edition first came out. I was like, I still have scatter lasers on my bikes. Can I just... If they're all shrinking catapults, can they just all be shrinking catapults? I don't want to cut them off. He was like, no, they have to be shrinking catapults. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm still taking fucking scatter lasers. <laughs> and then I still showed up at the event and still played on my shrinking catapults. I didn't have the best list, though, obviously. And I still went three and three. But nobody had a problem because mm-hmm. it was just like all the bikes have shrink catapults. I was just warned ahead of time that at the BAO that WYSIWYG was, you know, it is. It, it it honestly is. But I'm saying like, if you're not five and one, if you're not you know playing five and then playing your last game to go five and one or go six and zero, oh, it honestly doesn't really matter. But still, before I didn't have the and guns, then, and, and then, now I have them. And then honestly, like yours is a little bit different, right? Because your guys, the gun is like literally out, and you can see it. Yeah. If my if my jet bike had a scatter laser or a shirking catapult, and you're looking on a stream, you wouldn't tell the difference. You would not be able to tell the difference, right? At all, right? Because it's underneath the fucking, like it's underneath, and the way the cameras are, you wouldn't see it, right? I mean, Tyranids get away with some shenanigans because they say it's a biomorph and it plays like this, right? And at least I'm not taking orcs as admech, you know? Yeah, some, like, ITC guy. Yeah, yeah, Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but Fuck you. you that's fucking retarded. But I got the actual guns, and so I have two sets for each guy now, so now it looks the way it's supposed to look. I'm painting up my Carnifexes, so it's on the Carnifexes. So I'm getting the paint job finished on the Carnifexes, and I finished the paint job on the actual Swarm Lord itself. I just got to do the basing now, which I haven't decided yet what I want to do, but I better figure it out fucking quick because it's coming up fast. So when this releases, uh, I'll be a week away. So I better figure it out. Do better. So... And then if I get those done in time, I can start working on 
the gargoyles. The gargoyles are to a three mil, uh, color minimum, and it's really tough to tell that they're you know not right where I like them. Right, but there's more work I want to do on them. There's just twenty eight of them, <laughs> and yeah, that's why you just three colors are fine. Good. But I want to do some more work on them. But I, I, I got to get to the Carnifexes and the Swarmlord first, and then after that, then I'm good to go. Yeah, I saw the gun Carnifexes yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're looking good, man. Yeah. So I, I got to do touch-up work on them, and then the basing has to get done. But other than that, we're I'm getting close on those. And then once BAO is over, then I got to reevaluate my list, what I'm looking at, what I'm Persona doing. Cal. Um, for SoCal, yeah. Um, and I'm looking into, I was looking at, we're going to talk about ITC rankings later in the show, mm-hmm. but I was looking at ITC rankings. I've been talking about Death Watch for a while. And there's not a lot of people playing Death Watch right now. Yeah, because it's hard to make them the, the main, the main force. Right. But I was looking into that and I have the models to make the Death Watch I've been talking about. So I thought if I just played a couple RTs, I could probably get a decent, Death Watch ranking at the same time. Sure. So, but we'll see how much time there is in a day, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's something I've been definitely thinking about and looking into, but anyway, that's my maximum effort after action review. Where do you want to go first? What do you mean? Where do you want to go first? Where do you want to go first? Let's talk like, about your game. My game? Yeah. Uh, I played the RT at Gamers Arsenal. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. Um, Pretty Dick challenged me. He wanted his revenge match. <laughs> I was talking mad shit, saying his ass didn't get kicked bad enough last time. He looked for another ass kicking. Um, that did not occur. Uh, he kicked my ass this time. <laughs> was he running the same list? Or? No, different list. He's running his Nurgle Flies now. Was he not using that No, list? he wasn't using that list last time he played. Oh. He was doing the cultists and uh, bloodletter bomb. This was pre-FAQ. Okay. So he had the blood letter bomb that he was using. He had, I think, two blood letter bombs. Uh, and I just destroyed them with my gene stealers. Yeah. I, inter- I interrupted. Well, blood, blood letters are kind of like gene stealers themselves. They go yeah. and they kill things and then they die. <laughs> yeah. But he attacked with the wrong thing first. And I spent two command points, interrupted him, and just slayed all of his hmm. blood letters, which he was not expecting in that one well, game. He for is me. a bad player. So. He is a bad player. So yeah. Bad players do. They things, do bad players. Do mistakes like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I played him this time. He's playing his Nurgle fly list. Um, I misplayed some stuff. I, in retrospect, my, my dice were cold, but honestly, the dice are never the excuses. I just played it poorly. I made bad choices tactically, which allowed my bad dice to fail me. You know, if you play it well, the, your, your bad dice shouldn't destroy you. I mean, they could turn things in a bad way. Like, a warlock blowing up, for instance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Fuck I, warlocks. I, I made some errors against his list, and it allowed him to win. Uh, so he won pretty handily against me. You um, know the points were? Uh, it was like 33 to 17 or something like that. And that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's it like, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't good. Uh, I just I, I couldn't kill enough stuff. The Nurgle Flies are so tough. Um, there was one point where I was going after my gangbusters, and I swarm lord was on his the the unit of flies I gangbustered, and so I spent three command points to attack again. So I spent three command points. I got to kill one fly. I get to kill a unit and finish out gangbuster. I get three points on gangbuster if I do this right. Three command points. I swing with everything. Everything hits. Sweet. 
all of my fucking uh, uh, bone sabers all failed to wound. Awesome. They wound on threes. Yeah, awesome. And all of them failed. I was out of command points to re-roll anything. That's the fucking thing, man. Like, fucking Nurgle players get so lucky, dude. They're lucky on their dice, their opponent's dice. Like, it's, it's so fucking annoying. It's like so, so that'd been, double fold. That had been like three or four points right there. So it had been like 33 to 21 or something like that at the end of the game. And it had like one less thing to it. So, I mean, it swung a lot of points. He still would have won. But at that point, again, I was just trying to farm my points. Like, okay, I've lost this game. I know this, right? Where am I going to get my points? And I was trying to farm them points, and my dice just failed me all of a sudden. <laughs> so, yeah, dice don't always help. But like you said, it's not it's not to blame the dice. No, no, never. But rolling never. bad does not help. No, it doesn't help. But I I knew I made some tact. I I assaulted the wrong unit of flies to begin with, which allowed the flies to go get gene stealers and my carnifexes. Had I gone after that unit first and killed it, I would have been in a better position. I would have been screening him off from my stuff. I just played it wrong. I went after the wrong unit. I got, I got, you know, laser focused on. Target priority was off. Yeah, target priority was off. And I know that. You know, he said maybe I should have gone second. And yeah, maybe I could have gone second. But here's the the thing, though. Uh, Against the Nurgleist, going second is better. It is because he's slow, but things the Nurgle flies. It's not that he's slow; is that the fact that he doesn't come? He comes out of his deployment, and he's he's going to have to come. He's right. There is no if, and maybe he stays in his deployment. No, he's going to come towards you. Yeah. So going second, yes, he's going to hop on all the objectives and fucking uh, come towards you. But then all your range is needed. Or actually lessen, and even on top of that, if you're playing a long range army, you can actually back up, which then gives more space. So if he doesn't roll good, or if he didn't leave a guy within six of a fucking tree, like it's harder to get to you. And then you get to react to like, oh, he only put Nurglings on this objective and only Nurglings on that objective, and then he's only holding one objective if I kill these two. So focus killing these. I outrange. He doesn't kill anything. And fucking, I get more kills, and then we hold the same, so he doesn't get more hold. Right. Like, you need to get that point lead against the army in the beginning, the first two turns. You don't want them immediately getting bonus and all that shit on the first two turns. That's how, like, because, like I said, I have 100% loss rate against this army, but I play against, like, I think about it a lot because I do lose against it a lot. Right. And these are the things I'm coming up with. Like, always go second. Deploy super defensively. Attack the things on objectives instead of focusing the flies. Like, once you kill the things on the objectives, then shoot at the flies. Get them to start dying. And any small arms fire, you want to shoot at the flies. If they have three units of seven, that means they have very little plague, plague drones. If they have three big units of the plague guys then they only have two small units mm-hmm. of actual flies. So any wounds to them actually matter. And these are things that come up. Obviously, like I said, haven't beat it, but these are my input on that type of list. Yeah. So you afterwards said, you know, you probably should have gone second, but I think I could have even done better if I'd gone first, if I just, my target priority was the right way. And I just, I just played it bad. And Richard's a good player. Pretty Dick's a good player. And he's when you good. misplay against him, he's going to beat you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you misplay against a good player, they'll beat you. So that's what happened. Um, so he got his revenge. So we're now one and one. So I'm I'm planning my next. We're going to play the rubber match. We're going to finish it out. The next this... one, there should be a bet. Okay. 
there should be some type of like a I'm down. Dress. I I like what's going on here. Like, I like this. Like the loser has to wear a dress or I'm already wearing a dress. To, I know, but if you make him lose, then he has to wear a dress. So so if I lose twice, do I wear two dresses? Or half a dress? I don't know. But just don't lose. <laughs> just don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me have to think into that part. Thanks, Cap. Done. I'll take your advice. Just don't lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> motivational uh, motivational six, words from Ray. Just don't lose. <laughs> if you're listening out there, the motivational word from Ray is just don't lose. Well, I mean, that's 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 Frankie's motto. Just don't lose. Just don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll win. Just don't lose. If We'll win if you just don't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Got it. Thanks. It's great. <laughs> just score more points than them and you'll win. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll think through this podcast. Yeah. What the bet could be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but after losing to Pretty Dick round one, I went off to win my next two games of the RT. Um, I played a guy who was new to Tyranids. I started coaching, teaching during the game, but I still won my game and got my points. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I won by getting my I taught by getting my points. But every time I did something, I was telling him what I was doing and why I was doing it. The reasons why I get into here and the reasons why I go there. And he sort of changed the way his tactics started to move, like, middle of the game. He's like, oh, okay, now I'll do this. I'm like, good, you're learning. I'm still going to kill you. But, like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing the things you need to do now. And he learned, <clears throat> which was cool. Yeah, he should have been doing that on turn one instead of turn five. But right. But he's new yeah. to the game. He's yeah. new to Tyranids. He doesn't understand it. So I was teaching, Yeah, you know, which was cool. Like, a year ago, I wouldn't have considered myself someone who could teach somebody how to play Tyranids. And now I feel confident enough that I can. Yeah. You know, which is a part of this like journey I've kind of been on where like I went from being the I play for fun, bad, <laughs> a bad player bad. <laughs> to now I'm I'm pretty OK. <laughs> just I'm just going to put it out there. If you ever used in your fucking 40K time of playing, I play for fun. That was translated into I'm a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've met anybody that have said that they are a bad, bad player. player. Yeah. And they lose. Yeah, they lose. Bad. And that was me a while back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> um, it's still fun. It just I play better. And I've gotten to, I've gotten to the point where I've learned that bringing your best game and playing better is actually more fun for everybody. Yeah. When you play your best game, when you bring a good game, especially against when them, you play in a setting of. Like that's the goal. You're right. Play the best. Yeah. When you play a really tight game against somebody, even like, if- I, like I've said, I've I, I like playing narratives too, and I don't bring the fucking six fire list. Right. Like, I'll play a more balanced list and more thematic or whatever, and not play Alatok. I'll play Biotan or fucking Uthwi. And yeah, that is fun. But I'm also knowing I'm playing a shitty list. Yeah. Like if I brought this to a tournament, I would do bad. You're right. <laughs> I am a bad player yeah. because I'm playing for fun. So fuck all you. Right. 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 <laughs> but still, there were some teaching moments there, but I got my points because it's still a competition. I still have to get, I still have to get my win. Right. Um, so I, I won the, that game and then I went on to play Josue. Um, this is game three after Josue has been drinking all day long. Yeah. So game two might be a game, might not be a game. Game three, he's either high or drunk or, or both. both. Yeah. Which I think he was both. <laughs> Which God bless him. <laughs> but you know what? He's fun to play. I mean, he mm-hmm. he makes mistakes, but he knows his rules. He knows his stuff. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna bring you a game. Yeah. But you know, this at this point, he's gonna make a ton of mistakes. He's just so fucked up. He did, yeah, he does make the mistakes. The 
the third round. You get into yeah. the second round. Yeah. But he looks at me, game three, goes, okay, I know you're going to beat me, but I've been all these beers, and so I'm just going to give you the win. I go, well, you want to just play the game out just for fun? Because we're here. I mean, let's just go ahead and play the game out. Which he goes, oh, okay, he agreed to. Because I, I wanted the repetition. I just yeah. wanted the reps. And I was like, okay, cool. But he has three knights in this list. And the last time I played knights was not so spectacular. So he has three knights, three shield captains, and then a bunch of guard. Of course. So I'm like, okay, maybe I will have to put my game face on for this one. Because the last time I played knights, it did not go well. And then every time I play against custodes, it's an uphill battle too. Yeah, we got to use more smites when you play custodes. Yeah, sure. yeah. So um, I end up getting turn one, and he put all of his guard in this building in his corner. Uh, we were playing the Dawn of War with a little like mini house thing. So I ran all of my I ran over unit jeans throws over there, killed all of the guard, and occupied the building. So now he can't shoot me with anything because yeah. he got three shield captains and three knights. Yeah. So now, now I occupy this building, and all of your infantry is dead turn one, except for the two commanders, which I left alive. Because yeah, and you were able to get over there because of double advance. Double advance, move with the Swarm Lord, get in there, you know. Yeah. So I did that. And then Gene Steelers just straight just fucking eat knights. They just tear them pieces. Because uh, on negative well, four, it's they 50 don't. 50-something attacks? Uh, 72 with 19 of them. Yeah, 72 with 19 of them. So I think the first round of combat, I put 18 sixes on them, which is 18 negative fours, which he just takes. Yeah, because of the yeah. they don't have involves in close combat. Yeah. Right, now it's the renegade knights. Right, so I did that, and then I spent three command points, did it again, killed it, which ended up being my kingslayer because I put it on that night, and then I spent a command point to move back in the building. Nice, which was dirty. Right, oh. so now you can't do anything to me. But I think I've gotten better at utilizing the terrain to my advantage. Yeah, so I did that, and like at that point, it was like this was a game over scenario. You know, I killed the shield captains with smites and with my Carnifexes. I, you know, they have a two-up save, but a three-up against the Carnifex. Cool. Take your three-up saves. Fail all them twos and yeah, ones. there's so many dice. So right. Many dice, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up tabling him turn three, which I felt bad about because I said, well, let's just slow play this game. And I ended up tabling him turn three. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was afraid of his list coming into it because I had a bad experience before, and I just focused in on it. And went boom, let's do this thing. Yeah, but it's 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 a tournament, and you should play the game out anyways. And you never know; like it's an RTT. People are usually practicing things. Yeah, at those RTTs or trying things out to see what they actually do, so they can use them at the GTs and uh, majors. And at the end of the game, I looked at the score, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I tabled him turn three. Like I was. Let's slow play this game. You know, we weren't having any, com- you know, it was no, there was no bad back and forth. It was just, let's play this game. We're having a good time. We were giving each other shit. Like, oh, I forgot this. It wasn't like I forgot something, but did you do this? And like, we were reminding each other of shit. So it was a fun, casual game. I just ended up tabling him turn three, which, yeah. which a piece of me felt bad about. Cause I was like, he was just going to give me the win. And now he has, you know, it was just an RT. No, but- it was a, if maybe he, the point different, if he would have put his three knights in front, like block, like how you block out with my flyers. Yeah. If you would if block he had castled out his up and castled up, like would you have been able to done the same things with the guys? Probably inside? not. Had he moved the knights so the positions were around the building? Yeah. And then it kept me from getting into the infantry and then occupying the building. Then yeah, probably the first unit of Jeansters may have wounded a knight. Yeah. And then he would have killed the Gene Stealers. So the appointment was pretty key. Yeah. 
He tried to spread out as much as he could with as little limited as he had. Yeah. And doing. And when you killed the shield captains, did you use the command point to get command points back? I did it. No, because I did it with the Carnifexes and with Smites. And yeah. you do that with Gene Stealers and Lictors. And the. Um, what's the extra Lictor? The Death Leaper. Okay. When you kill characters with those, you can spend the command point. I did it against his commander, though, when I killed it. All right. And I got. Three command points back. But when the Gene Stillers killed the knight, you could have done it because they were characters. Yeah, I did it there too. And he was, but every time I was rolling mine, he was getting, he was getting back. Ah. He, like, oh, because the guard guard. Oh, yeah. Because he, he put his guy like deep in the corner. Yeah. And at a certain point, I decided just to leave him because I needed to leave, like, I had other fish to fry elsewhere. Yeah, well, you can let him have a bajillion camp command points. You just don't have command points, points to use them on. On it. And that's what I said. He goes, well, you can kill my guy and we'll have command points to re-bowls. I go, well, if I kill your knight, you won't have nothing to use your command points on anyway. Yeah. He goes, oh, well, there's that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was uh, that was that RT. Um, took third um, in that RT. My best showing at an RT thus far. Yeah. So, I felt good about it. Who'd you lose to? Uh, pretty Dick. Oh, yeah, pretty good. He had to drop out. He had an ear infection. What a bitch. He wasn't feeling good. He still kicked my ass. So. What a bitch. Yeah. A good ear infection. I need to go home. So he dropped out. Uh, that's why I got third place. Um, but, no, it's my best showing so far in RT. It's bumped me up in rankings right now. Um, and did he I'm, go home crying? Did he? Did he, like, cry on the way out? He always cries. Okay. He cries when he jerks off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a big smile on my face when I'm jerking off. Yeah! <laughs> Me time! <laughs> got determination on mine. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> We're going to come into the sock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm feeling good about where my list is at. Um, it's not 100%, but, you know, uh, yeah, those are my games played. Well, we have the one game today. Or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Or a week ago. A week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Know where we are in time. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> Again. Again. A week later. <laughs> a week later. Happy birthday, America. Birthday ce- a week celebration. To our listeners in England, bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a, a revolution won by a population armed by by firearms. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Okay. So yeah, games played. Uh, so we went down to Eddie's games down there in Miramar for their league night on Tuesday night. For their league nights on Tuesday night. No fucking tie truck. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed about that. I want to. I was, I was pumped about some goddamn fries. Oh man, like playing the games is secondary, but drinking yeah. beer and eating them fries—that's why I go down. I there. was, I was really looking forward to those fries, <sighs> and they weren't there. So fucking Keith, you fucked that up, fucking faggot. What's uh, a tie truck taking the day off the day before the Fourth of July? Yeah, your tie. Your tie. It's not even the Fourth of July. Yeah, it's the third. It's the third. What are you doing? Right, it's not America's birthday yet. Yeah, you're supposed to be good with numbers. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's three, not four. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we showed up early because I got off work at a decent time, and I wanted to practice the ATC list against your tyranny list with a bajillion fucking bodies. And yeah, super fast bodies at, at that. And so we went early. 
we got there. We started the game, obviously, pretty quickly. Uh, and then we just played. So, obviously, my TC list, because like, it doesn't matter now. The ATC list, yeah, yeah. Is three Hemlocks, three Crimson Hunter Exarchs with Star Cannons, and then three Wave Serpents, three Storm Guardian units, with each one has a Flamer, and the Flamer is actually important. And an Autark with a just a Shining Spear and a pistol on a bike. A Farseer that's just the basic Farseer. He has a sword. And that's the whole list. So, for people out there might think, oh, I just do boots on the ground fucking rule. No, it's not that easy. It's actually incredibly hard to fucking boots on the ground me and I just auto lose. And I tried. I tried. And, <laughs> and you do try. And, and every time I play somebody, they always try. And it doesn't happen because... Wave Serpents are really resilient. And my, well, also, my Wave Serpents have the 6 of Phil and Pain, and I also spend the 10 points. So I spend 20 points each Wave Serpent to give, if they flat out or they advance, not flat out, that's fucking 6 edition. Right. If they advance, they get a, oh, they get a my, additional minus 1 to hit out. Like, just, you can be 1 inch away. It's still minus 1 to hit. They're flat out. They're advancing. So, and then everything's Alatox, so outside of 12, you're minus one. So, pretty much all flyers are minus two. Round one, and the wave servants are minus one. Now, I go first, and they'll be minus two. And then anything you shoot at that I feel threatened by or I don't want to lose, I just make minus three with right. the two command points. It has 10 command points. Uh, against an Andy type list where it's like really fast dudes, I do use command points pre game. Uh, oh, real quick, my Farseer takes the reroll one wound, which I didn't even use against you. I didn't need it. No, you guys were pretty good yesterday. Yeah. So reroll a sa- uh, a save, a hit, or to wound per battle phase. And now it's a warlord trait in the battle phase. You need to remember it's my turn, your turn, and then it resets. It was the Farseer on the bike, right? It was Autark on bike. Autark on bike. That's you yeah, had it on. He gets the one reroll. Oh, I just straight killed that dude. Yeah, yeah. he was way too Yeah, you didn't have to. Was, yeah, I ate him. It was like a bajillion text. <laughs> um, but he did his job. He stayed till round two, and then mm-hmm. my Farseer was able to be too far away. Or round three, even. Uh, and then he also takes the relic where he's always minus one to hit. So outside of 12, he's minus two. And then I could make him minus three. In close combat, he's minus one. I couldn't make him minus two, which a lot of times in other games that I play with him, that makes him like oh, yeah. super super survivable. So he's minus two. He gets one free reroll, and you have a command point reroll if you need to, if you need it. Um, we played, uh, I gave, no, you won first turn, mm-hmm. right? And I even tried to seize, didn't seize. Uh, you go first. I deploy super, super defensive, but that's just what the list does. Yeah. It deploys super defensive in a corner. We're playing the ITC mission where you just have the two in the corners, mm-hmm. which that does change the game too. Um, if there's more body, if there's more objectives, you could hold more objectives. But on the same token, that means you have to spread your army out instead of focusing in. I don't have a problem with spreading my army out because I've got rippers i've got gargoyles i've got carnifexes and all of those can be in different parts of yeah, the board that, where the spearhead of my army which is the gene stealers comes rushing in and, and absorbs a space right so spreading out i like the multiple objective ones it's the two objective one that pisses me off or yeah i can get a bunch of bodies back there but i have to sacrifice my own deployment zone to do it yeah where you have to come towards me and leave yeah. back in that that came into effect because I was able to rotate around to yours. The the two objective one is is rough for me because 
my two, the two and the three the the two and the three because I have to leave I'm leaving my deployment zone right I'm leaving yeah. a bunch of bullshit back there where if I have four or five objectives I can be all over the board now you're picking targets yeah which objective do I want to pick off cool I'll leave my home deployment one fuck that one fuck that one in the year fuck it in the other ear right yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with these other five objectives I'm gonna get them all yeah because the bonus is hold five objectives. right right I love the multiple objective one I play that one. I own that objective, you know, it's the two that always pisses me off. Cause I can get the bonus, like maybe turn one and turn two. And then after that, you probably have gotten to the backfield and you're eating up rippers. Yeah, so we're playing the one with the two objectives. Um, we did play the deployment where it was the two corners. Mm-hmm. Was it two corners? Yeah. Vanguard. Two corners. Yeah. And you ran, at, you had first turn. So you ran at me. You didn't kill anything. I couldn't get across the field fast enough. Yeah, there was nothing for you to kill and then leapfrog. And yeah. then there was nothing to like double advance and double move. There's nothing to, to kill turn charge. one. So I just I, I occupied the two buildings in the center. And then even on top of that, like even if you did get the charge, like you would only have a couple units in, to kill. Yeah. in within an inch and then an inch of that because the flyers, the flyer bases and the way bases work. You want to get many attacks anyway, so you probably weren't going to kill shit anyways. Yeah. Um, so I decided to occupy the two buildings in the middle of the field with my gene stealers and try board control. Yeah. Knowing I was giving up first kill, but knowing turn two would be probably be pretty good. Yeah. And the secondaries I went <clears throat> was recon behind enemy lines because we were doing the corners. That one's a lot easier to get behind enemy lines. And then I was also doing old school because as long as you don't kill anything, killing something on the first turn is decently easy. I just mm-hmm. have to pick my right target. Um, so you had the two uh, flying high tyrants out there. Uh, I did make a small error where, like, I thought I had to get closest to him. I don't know why I always do that against Tyranids, but you don't because they have over 10 wounds. Um, obviously, killed one, wounded the other one a little bit, down to five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes your turn, so I killed more. Uh, we held the same. So I was up on points. I got, like, quite a bit of secondaries. I got, you know, my recon, my behind enemy lines. And your old school. And my old school. And then the next turn you go, and you made one small error where you didn't charge the gargoyles first for some right. reason, which would have soaked up the the fire from the yeah from the Overwatch yeah. Which I mean, the most I could kill is twelve. That's the most, and that's if I roll a five plus on two dice. Um, on top of that, so you charged with the flying hive tyrant, which then died to Overwatch because their auto hits. It was out of flame. Yeah, and. I mean, the fires were there, so you would charge them. So you, I hopefully I get some damage on your turn. Um, it worked out really good for me where you felt enough saves. It died. It took six wounds. It only had five. Um, and then that gave me, again, more kills because I already gave me a kill. And then I had to kill something in my actual turn to get the kill. Yeah. I honestly wasn't thinking about the gargoyles at the time. Like, they, it wasn't even registering. Like, they weren't even in my brain as an option to charge with. I just it didn't even, like... Yeah. So... There was something we I talked could, about it after the fact, and I was like, "Shit, I didn't even think about it. Like, so, it didn't even dawn on my brain." Yeah. So there, there was a way I could have prevented it if I was smart. I could use the wave serpent to charge the gargoyles, and then they couldn't fall back and charge. Oh, uh, they're cracking. So oh, yes, they, they are can. Cracking, they could. So never mind. I wouldn't have done anything. That's why I take gargoyles as cracking. <laughs> yeah. Because they're really good as cracking. <laughs> yeah. So never mind. So there was nothing I could have done. You just messed up on I that. Just, I just straight fucked up, forgot about I was thinking they're in the air, and the only thing I'd attack them with, in my brain, I was thinking internally, the only thing I can attack these guys with is the Flying Hive Tyrants. Yeah, and then that's the same thing that I have with the Flying Hive Tyrants, like all their characters, so I have to get closest, and yeah. I don't know why I always do that. But then I remembered after that, and then I was keeping my flyers away from characters, like your Swarm Lord and stuff, Um, and... 
I mean, after turn three, you got into my corner, you held objectives, but then, uh, like, I deep strike one wave serpent, and then I also deep strike the Farseer on fast armies like right. yourself, to where you come so fast at me, then you leave these holes further in, yeah. and then I pick, okay, Rippers I'm not really scared of, uh, my character can sit inside a building, not be charged by most of your things, because I'm either monster, uh, swarm... Uh, they don't have the infantry rule, basically. And then as long as I focus down, like, the gargoyle units that are not fearless, um, that I my leadership manipulation does work against, I kill that. You can't go kill the Farseer. The Wave Serpent can only really be killed by the Gene Stealers that you had at the time and enough shooting from the Carnifexes. <clears throat> but I am minuses the hits and stuff, right. so my survivability is a little bit higher. And I was able to run run away with it because of that yeah well then i swung around i deep striked in the deployment so i can get recon and then i swung around on your side of the board getting my behind enemy lines helping with the recon and then eventually getting to your side and then holding that objective and just making sure i was shooting things off of my objective right which then allowed me to stay ahead and then i mean inevitably inevitably learn the end score was 29-22. Now, it's not that big of a win. You, only... But you had control of the game pretty much from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, I had control of the game, but on... Um, so, turn one and two, I got three to your one, and then turn two, I got six to your three. Right? Or I got two six, so I got three points, three points, and then you got one and two points. But then on turn three, I got one point, and you got five points. Yeah, I got those. I started getting the bonuses. And there. you're actually ahead, seven to eight. And then on turn four, it was I scored two points going to nine, and you scored three going to ten, still ahead. Yeah. But then that's when like a lot of things died those between yeah. those two turns. And then on turn five, I was able to score four to your one, which gets me to thirteen. I wasn't able 11. to kill anything because at that point I'd killed. All of your small all shit. The, all the small shit, except the except one the serpent. one that was in the wave serpent. And so I was shooting at wave serpents or at flyers. I essentially ignored your flyers for the one time I tried to assault one. And when yeah. I smited it, right? Yeah. The rest of the time I was focused on your ground units because I knew you were going to kill my flying hive turns. I knew that was going to happen. Like I accepted that these guys are going to die. So what can I now deal with? So I said, I'm going to focus everything on these wave serpents. I got to kill these wave. I have to kill these wave serpents and the guys on the inside. And if I can accomplish that, my odds of winning this game are pretty good, right? Outside of that, I'm fucked, right? So I accepted the fact that my flying hive turns were not going to last long because your flyers get the re-rolls to wound and re-rolls to hit on flyers, something yeah, like that. Because as long as... Uh, a unit has the fly keyword. Right. Crimson Hunter Exarchs get to re-roll to wound. Right. So I accepted the fact that the flying hive tyrants are going to be a prime target for you and that they were going to die and they were going to be around very long. I got just in my brain. They're going to take a lot of shots. These guys are dead turn two. Like I accepted that, that these guys are going to be gone turn two. So when they died, it wasn't a big deal. Like, cool. This guy's dead. Sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm moving on. Yeah. Right. That, in my brain, that was already happening. So, you know, you talk about I'm moving two turn, three turns ahead. I'd already done that in my brain, you know? Yeah, but that's that's playing two, three turns ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was able to score four on turn six, and then you scored nothing because I was... I couldn't kill anything or hold anything. And then yeah. I also killed things off things I could hold things. Yeah. Yeah. And then, which ended up to score 29 to 22, 
I mean, it was still a great game. It's still a low-scoring game. A low-scoring game shows how close the game was. A uh, seven-point gap. I often prevent, because of the, how fast I move and the board control I take, I often prevent people from scoring points. And then secondaries as well. Like, I got all my recons and all my olds. You got all your behind and all your recons. You just didn't get the big game hunters. Right. Which, you could have got one more if you would have killed the wave serpent. And then the flyers are. And there was one. There was one flyer that was on like three wounds. I just didn't. Yeah. My smites didn't go off the way I wanted to. And it's funny. So yeah, there was one flyer on three wounds, but it was the hemlock, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It always go. It goes twenty to twenty five, right on the last tier. Yeah. But then you just advance for another twenty, so you go forty to forty five. And you still shoot 16, and you auto hit. Well, I reason I went for that one because he was in my backfield and close to my neurothropes. And yeah. he had, like, five wounds left at the time. I'm like, ooh, if I get my smites right. Yeah. If I smite this dude the right I way. I think I blocked one, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And that's what stopped it. Is if I get my smites correct, if this happens, I could kill this thing and I get a big game hunter point, which is what mm-hmm. I was going for. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I thought if I kill a flyer and all the waves, which I have to deal with, I will get my big game hunters. Right? But it's. I'm it's, not saying it's a bad secondary to go after at all. Right. It's just. It the didn't list, happen. The list is built around being hard to, hard do to that kill. Anyways, even right. though it's blatantly that I have fucking nine things that are over ten. Big wounds. game hunter, right? It's just hard to kill them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that that was my goal: is I kill a flyer and all of your wave serpents. I will max, and that was my plan. That yeah. was the plan. It just didn't happen. Yeah. That was the end of the game. So like we're, I was practicing for ADC. I thought the the match was a like supposed to be set to where it was a for sure loss for me, right? But when we were deploying and stuff, and I was like, well, if I deep strike the wave serpent mm-hmm. and the character, once he comes into me, I would probably have leeway to where I could put my other guys, and then they'll be harder to kill. Mm-hmm. And then I won't be boots on the ground rule, and then I'll lose. Deep striking the wave serpent was legit. Like That was the one thing that really kept Yeah, it kept me in the game. Because my list is really dependent on getting across the board and then assaulting something. And against assault armies, too, it's it's really hard to then turn, change directions mm-hmm. and then move in another direction. You were just faster than I was. I couldn't catch you. Once the Swarm Lord was dead, I couldn't double move. There yeah, was nothing that, left for me to do. And that was my target party. Yeah. Get rid of the waves. The, not the waves. The, the flying high, flying high tyrants because they can affect my flyers. Right. And then after that, kill the Swarm Lord because he makes the fucking Dinosaurs incredibly fast. And I... I I believed, which didn't turn out to be true, is I could outrun the Gene Stealers as long. I would have really outrun them if I could have got fucking uh, the half movement fucking power, but it never went off. Right. But I mean, if I would have got that off, it would I would have been really able in a good position to run away from them because mm-hmm. then they would have only been moving four inches plus the D six. Right. Or three D six big dice. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that game. So it was, I mean, it was a good game. Yeah. Um, it showed me though for ADC, if I do get matched, matched against it, there's ways I can win it. It's still a tough match though. It's still, yeah. it's not like, oh, I go against guard and you just can't shoot me. Yeah. And I just shoot you. Like I, I, you have your negative ones to hit against my, my close combat shit. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to close combat you anyway. There's a bajillion attacks. Right. It's a bajillion. I'm just going to, I'm going to hit you off. I'm just going to kill you. Right. All right, and then so the real reason that I was I was initially going down there, I was mm-hmm. just going down there because I have, um, I'm part of the Eddie's league uh, that they have. Um, I've already played four of my five games, so I had to play RJ. I can't see her. It's like 
it's really weird last name. Can't say it. Don't but, try it. But it's RJ. <laughs> that that's what he has. Um, plain towel. He was my last match. Uh, match number five. So from what I know, going into this, he was undefeated as well. Really? Uh, going into this, plain towel. Yeah. He had a flame tide. He had a regular riptide burst cannon. He had three uh, commanders, uh, but they were the cold stars, which I learned things. I'll get into that a little bit later. But there's three cold stars, two of them with fusion, and then one of them with burst cannon. He had like a whole bunch of fucking fire wars. I think like four squads of of the of the fire wars, and then he had three squad. No, he had three squads of fire wars, and then three squads of crew. So, and then either of them were under, well, the Fire Wars are over 10 and the crew are not. And then he had the characters that hit on twos for Markalites. He had the fucking other guy that gives plus one to wound to a unit. I don't know their fucking game names. Mm-hmm. And some pa- he had two units of Pathfinders and he had two units of Shield Drones. We rolled, uh, he won. No, I won. No, I, I wanted to go first. I decided to go first, and then he decided not to seize. So I was like, okay. Uh, I play. I deployed along the. We we're playing the football field. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Played in the back, super far away. I deployed super defensive with the wave serpents. In uh, I was going to use forewarn or phantasium. I'm sorry, stratagem to. If I did go first, I was just going to move my wave serpents up. Which did happen. Use Fantasium up. Uh, He had some stealth. Oh, he had a unit of six stealth guys. The Farseer fucking smited Executioner. Killed most of them. Charged with the Stormguard unit. Killed uh, all the way down to one. Then there were... uh, They lost four. Plus the minus two because I had a Hemlock within 12 inches. So there was actually minus seven. So that's straight dice. So he rushed around away. He didn't... I was surprised he didn't use the command points to just auto pass them. Yeah. Um, and then on top, so that was a kill. And then I uh, focused the flame tide because I don't like flamers. Any Eldar player that plays against you, and if you have some type of flamer that's really good, they're gonna focus the flamer. Yeah. Because we don't like things auto hitting us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all your negative ones to hit are all out the door. Uh, yeah, just don't do anything. So focus the the flame tide. Uh, I was. I got him all the way down to one wound. I obviously shot the drones first to kill the drones and then fucking went to shoot him and he was at one wound. So I had to use a wave serpent shield to kill him. I rolled a one on the fucking, if it would go off, because why wouldn't I roll one? So then I command three points, another dice. I left that one on the table, fucking rolled another dice. It was like a five or something. So like, okay, it goes off, it dies, it doesn't matter. And then I killed more. We held the same and... I had to use Hemlock. So what I, it was all planned, right? So he was caging up to block all his commanders. So I needed him to stay caged up so I can gain board control with the, the, to give my wave servants to get board control on the other objectives. So what I did is I threw my Hemlocks into his back line. So he would stay really clumped up. So he didn't, and in his turn, kill two Hemlocks, but I was, not I didn't kill anything because I had to like shoot like drones and fucking guys, and then after that he got more points on that turn, but then after that because he was so boxed up I was able to kill all his surrounding units and then it was just commanders. Yeah. And what I learned about fucking code stars they don't have invuls, which is weird. They have a three up save. That's it. They're not regular commanders where they have a two up save and then a fucking right a regular invul. 
So they they popped and they died and I, like in that mission I went recon, old school and headhunter. So right there, three commanders dead, three headhunters. Right. And then he had no punch anymore. And then it was just kill the guys. And I tabled them on turn five. Turn five, I got five points. Um, or I didn't table on turn five. Table on turn uh, six, which ended up being thirty-five to ten. It was the first two, the second turn, I didn't do too well, and I thought it would be a closer game. But then I was able to pull ahead with keeping them. The hemlocks was a a smart move because then after that, I flew my flyer super far away, and now everything was minus two to hit. Yeah. Now he couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. So yeah, cold stars don't have invuls. Negative fours are really good against them. Yeah. They just die. They just die. (laughs) Negative threes are really good against them. If he dies. He dies. He dies. Yeah. <laughs> and you win. And you win. <laughs> so I so the league ended up being I'm undefeated. I, I think I win. I don't know. You should probably win the pod. I should probably win the pod. I don't know what I win. So at the Eddie's League run by go back and listen two episodes back. Um it was a orgasmic time is the name of that episode. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um Keith talks about his league and how it's run. And if you listen back to when we did one of the Tau episodes, he talked about his league where players are matched in pods based on their player skill, right? So if you win your pod, you should move up to pod one, which is the top tier pod. Yeah. Cause I was in pod two. So I should go to pod one. Unfortunately, I don't think I can do this next league because you know, my, my son's coming and I got to stay back to help Heidi. Yeah. I got my daughter, and then my son will be a fucking newborn crying all the fucking time. Yeah, pooping, crying. Yeah, and that's yeah. all he does at eat. Right. That's literally all he does. Right. The best life in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eat, poop, poop, suck on a boob. That's 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 all you do. God, that's the dream it's right dream, there. Right? It's, 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 it's great. But <laughs> Throw got, a beer in there on occasion. I'd be a happy fucking man. So the next league, not this next one, but the one after it, I'll probably be able to. And hopefully I, I maintain the. I can mm-hmm. still be in pod because I want to be in pod one because yeah. th- those are the people I want to practice. That's against. where you need to be anyway. But you put you in pod two because you hadn't played yet. Yeah, I haven't played at all. And by I think by his league rules, he couldn't put you there anyway yeah. because he had to bump somebody to put him there. Uh-huh. So you couldn't put you there. So you had to put yeah. you in pod two. Yeah, and I think whoever is last in the pod goes down. Goes down. You know? Yeah. I mean, I would like to play in this league, and a part of me thinks I could probably try to. It's just really hard for me to commit to. For one, getting at ease is not a an easy. It's not the easy. It's, it's about four, it's, it's about forty five minutes to an hour, depending depending on traffic and if you have a carpool person. I have the the fast track, so I can always go in there. So do I. Yeah. So it's always forty five minutes. I actually get there surprisingly fast. I'm like, man, I'm already here. Yeah. All right. But it's it's kind of a schlep to get down there, and you know, I've got work and kids, and then the next thing starts in August, and I've got kids in school and in soccer and in yeah, dance. I, and it's I'm like, not at that time in my life where my my daughter's doing too much. I mean, she's at the age where I'm going to get her in dance, and I'll be doing stuff for that. But then my son will be growing up, and she'll probably she's half beaner, so I'm pretty sure she's going to want to play soccer. Sure, it's um, in the blood. Yeah. So like. It's in the tacos. I'm going to have that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she likes tacos. She likes chicken tacos. Just like her dad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm just trying to use it all up now. I mean, currently, during this next league, I'll probably be playing here more at the Gamers Arsenal. Yeah. I really I really wanted to go over there to just... 
I like going to other stores. Like if you if you're a person that plays at your local store all the time, yeah, you play the same meta all the time, and yeah, your list is probably really good for your meta all the time. Yeah, go to another store, play that same list. It might not do that well. It might not work. It literally might just get fucking rickrolled when you go there because their meta give is completely up. different. Let you and down. that's and that's why I wanted to go to at ease for a little bit to change up the meta well, at ease has got a good meta because they got the san diego that the real san diego meta going on down there yeah. and actually they're actually absorbing the frontline gaming league now too yeah, yeah so you're gonna get some really high quality players in that league i mean carmona's in that league um who is it uh hayden uh yeah is hayden in the league wait is it him i don't know i guess fucking name or him. the guy that that you were talking to. Paul Maxey? Paul's good. Paul's a really good player. Yeah, yeah. Paul's good. Paul, uh, friend of the show. All the guys from, in the Division One are really good, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when you start adding the Frontline Gaming League, I think the only league that may challenge that one is like the, is the, game, Champions. the game Empire Masters League. The Master League. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called, Master League. That's what, Ryan by Doug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is game. a... That is a serious that is a table war duck, but that is a serious league. Table war, (laughs) but that is a serious league down there. That Um, fucker in rolling sixes, dude. I played my first GT at their game Empire GT down there. Oh my god, I got stomped. Like I was like the (laughs) I play for fun guy, (laughs) you know. I'm the bad player. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I got (laughs) I got slayed. Uh, To be fair, it was fifth edition, and I was playing Tyranids, and I played Grey Knights three games in a row. So it was not. Well, that's what you played in fifth edition. It was Grey Knights and then some more Grey Knights. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Grey Knights with their flamers just killed Jeans, yeah. like Tyranids, like there was no tomorrow. So, but yeah, um, that is a serious league. But with them absorbing the Frontline Gaming League, that'll be some pretty serious competition on there. So, but uh, that is our maximum effort and our after action view. We're going to a quick break. We're going to come back with some how do we prepare for a big tournament? Who wants a free t-shirt? You want a free t-shirt. Well, right now, the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, we're holding a contest. At the end of July or early August, we're going to hold a raffle. And for our patrons, for every dollar you're currently donating at the time of the raffle, you're going to get an entry to win a free t-shirt. So if you're donating $20, you'll get 20 entries. And if you're donating $5, you'll get five entries. On top of that, you will also get an entry for your reviews on iTunes. So even if you can't become a patron, and I get that not everyone can become a patron, but if you want an opportunity to win a free t-shirt, you can go on iTunes right now, look up the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, and give us a review. So become a patron, give us a review on iTunes, and you just might win a t-shirt. But until then, ladies, back to the show. Let it and we're back. Uh, Ray and I have some big events coming up. That's what we do. We do do events now. Yeah, we do events. We drink a lot, we fuck a lot, and we do big events a lot. <laughs> big, big, big events a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a little slur, slur my word a little bit. Yeah. I'm, some, I'm some beers in at this point. <laughs> but we did have a nine point, and now we have like these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are seven? Six. Six? Okay, but still, there's quite a bit of alcohol in our system at this point. Mm-hmm. What you've come to expect from this show. Well, it is on, well... Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I didn't want, I don't want to listen to your show, but I do and I like it. <laughs> you have to like it. That's the greatest compliment the show has ever received. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't want to like your show, but I do. <laughs> but anyway, we got big events coming up. Uh, Ray's talked a little bit about the ATC. Um, so, you know, what, are, I mean, have you done an ATC tournament before? No. I've not done any team event before. I'm just going under the the conclusion of just go and win my game. If I win my game, that's good. Right. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I mean, but how do you like like mentally prepare for something like a, like this? Like, I think we were talking about it last night, where you have to just play the game you want to play. You know, don't try to play your opponent's game. Yeah, you go to every game just. Forgetting about the games before, forgetting the games that possibly ahead of you, and just play that game. Play that game to the best ability and get the most points you could possibly get. Which, for an ATC type match, a team match, like the most points you could get, even losing, could mean a victory overall for your team. For your team, and that's all that matters. Like, yeah, you lost your game. Like I lost my game. But I got 17 points and the differential was two, right? So they only, so the, my opponent only got two points and then my other guys won and then maybe they lost by two, but my guys that won, won by 12 points, won by fucking 20 points, right? And as long as the guys that lost kept them down, we still won by set amount of points, whatever it could be math. Mm -hmm. I don't do math. Um, Like, like, it's good you're not the captain of this team event. Not doing no, no, the math. No, 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 not a captain. Do we win? Not. Do we win? I don't know. What's the math say? I don't know. I don't do the math. Who's got a calculator? Yeah. <laughs> Give me your phone. Who's got an Asian kid in a calculator? <laughs> you're Asian. Come here. Come here. Uh, yeah, we're not racist. <laughs> yeah, not racist. Uh, so that so that being said, I don't do math and everything. Just win your game by the most points possible. And that's all like, so you go to every game that, that you play, just win or lose, lose by the less points as possible and win with the most points as possible. And that's, that's pretty much how I'm taking it. And I mean, it's, it's a team event. So that's, I think how you're supposed to take it. And there's no sandbagging here. There is no submarining. Yeah. There is, I mean, I guess the overall team could submarine into a lower team, but you don't want a submarine because you want to win. How do you plan for that though with five guys over a team? Like you can't. I, I'm pretty sure there's some some Asian dude out there that can really figure that shit out. But, yeah, I'd, if I was a captain, I would just be like, win your fucking game. Okay, so if you're Asian, by some stretch of the imagination, we have not offended you to the point where you stopped listening to our show. Nor do I care. <laughs> Let us know how you submarine at a five-man team event. How many teams are going to be there? Do you know? Oh, dude, it's like... They oversold this one. They they, they like yeah, blew they're this sold one out. out. Um, I think two hundred something teams. Two hundred teams times five. Shh, that's a thousand players. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Fuck, man. that's a lot of fucking neckbeards and nerds and people skinny who don't pe- shower. Skinny fucking white fucks and, and fat fucking neckbeard fucks. And somewhere you fit in the middle. Like short. Yeah, I'm someone in shape. Chubby. Someone. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting fat, but I mean like I'm still 
attractive-ish. <laughs> well, that's why you hang out with me. You look skinnier when you hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the you're the fat girl in the group. <laughs> the to where I the group. And well, all the other guys are hitting on that skinny hey, chick. Look, I'm, I'm hitting hey, on a fat girl. You motherfuckers, look at girls when. Well, you guys probably don't go to clubs, so that's kind of useless. When, <laughs> when, <laughs> okay, so go to a club. No, go like. Out in public, and I'm fucking <laughs> shock. Yeah, go in public. You have to and- leave your garage or your basement at this point. So go out in public where there might be girls. Yeah, and watch where like there's hot girls, right? Where there's a group of girls. If you there's- don't want to find hot girls, just ask somebody at, at a bar. <laughs> Usually, look at a bar or anywhere where there's trendy music going on. Yeah, you'll find a group of girls that are really attractive, or at least one of them. You'll find the place that goes, and, and you can. <laughs> Look at those areas where those sounds are coming from, and you'll always know who the leader is because it's the hottest girl. And then the hottest girl will always have one one really fat bitch. And it's so when they stand next to each other, she might be a seven or an eight, but when she's fucking sitting next to fucking Beluga Well over here, Mm -hmm. she's a fucking solid tent. So when you approach her, you're talking to her like she's a 10. So she's worth more than what she actually is. Now, here's a pro tip. The beluga whale probably has low self-esteem because you stand next to a 10. mean fucking dick. And she will just suck you dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you won't be able to give birth for years. She'll suck you so dry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 40K podcast. 40K podcast. <laughs> That's how you prepare for the ATC is get a fat girl to suck you dry. (laughs) I forgot what I was talking about. You're just thinking about a fat chick blowing you at this point. No, I was thinking about the hot chick. (laughs) You talk nice to the fat chick and like make her think she's attractive, which will make the hot girl jealous. It will. So there's the other pro tip is you talk to the fat girl. Really nice and friendly. Yeah, yeah. To where she's, you know, touch, you know, her hand or something. She'll touch your hand. Touch the shoulder, and then the, the, the elbow girl, a little bit. Yeah, touch the elbow. I mean, granted, you can't look like a fucking beluga whale yourself. You got to be somewhat attractive. So and, I'm stuck with the fat girl. And then the hot chick yeah. will actually talk to you and like want your attention. I'm cool with the beluga whale. She'll do butt stuff. And then, <laughs> and then you insult the hot girl like there's something. Pick something mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Like her nails are not perfect, or fucking, something little and dumb, but it drives them crazy. And then you they tried to do your hair today, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> didn't quite work, did it? <laughs> yeah. You having a bad hair day today? <laughs> now she's all over your dick. Yeah, that's the way it works. She goes, you know, the drapes, but you got to check out the carpet. She says, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, just go check it out. There's a bathroom over there. Yeah, yeah, let's go check this we'll out go over there. Yeah. yeah, I'll sniff it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I expect it. Sorry. <laughs> So that's how you prepare for the ATC. <laughs> that's how you pay for the ATC. No, but I re- honestly, really preparing for the ATC is knowing your bad matchups. Like I said in another podcast, I think, or I might have said it. I don't know when the fuck I said it to you. Drunk on the way home last night. Yeah, it's just you have to know your bad matchups so you can tell your captain. Like, don't fucking pair me. Like I said, like mine's all these flyers. Don't pair me against people that have 200 fucking models. Right. I can't kill them all. I can't land anywhere. I literally can't get out of my fucking deployment zone. But the if because the, the ATC list were out a week in advance, or maybe a week in some a week in some couple change, of days, yeah. some change that 
you know, everybody's looking at them and knowing like like who we can match against and shit. So what I'm seeing is that the list that have 200 plus models, I can't beat those lists. I just can't. I don't have the firepower. I, I won't be able to have the maneuverability and all that shit. And then they'll fucking swarm me and kill my guys. And I won't be able to deep strike like I did, did against you. Mm-hmm. But the lists that are supposed to go against these lists, the Castell lists that shoot a shit, a shit ton, the fucking aggressors, the fucking things that just shoot a shit ton of fucking shots, I can go against those. Yeah. No problem. Because not only are they not going to be able to really shoot me, and they're elite, so negative four, two damage, auto-hitting, fucking... And it was funny, Custodes, the... I think they're called Praetorians or some yeah. shit. They fly, so my other flyers get just doom against them. Right. They don't like Jinx, or they don't <laughs> like a Smite, which comes from three of my flyers. I can use Mind War with my Farseer. Like just knowing those mad, bad matchups. When you're going to a team event, yeah, cool. Know your good matchups. That's that's easy. Knowing your bad matchups is how you do good. From what I, from what I like, we haven't been there yet. Right, I'm there right now. And there's a cooler being destroyed outside your <laughs> house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, <clears throat> I'm there right now. So I could probably get to you after this and tell you if it was I was correct or not. But that's what I'm feeling is how you prepare for an. Team event. Know your bad matchups over your good matchups. Right, because you got to tell your captain, this is not going to go yeah, well for don't me. Don't put me down for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even in the mediocre matchup, as long as not the bad matchup, I can do something. And now, if you are your your, your captain of, of said team, you need to know all your players' bad matchups. On top of that, if you are the first person to put down your uh, first attacker, you need to know what of your four other guys plus yourself who could be that first person? Who's the more well-rounded army, right? Because you got to put down your best foot forward, or maybe you put me down as your four flyers, and then they get an easy win. But then everybody else has to be paired correctly, right? It's it's. I think the captains have the the hardest job. Sure, like players just got to play and try to win. We can also deal with the egos of the players too. Like I know I could beat this list, but there's this other list that no one else can beat. And I know you can score points against it. You're gonna lose. Yeah, that's the but thing. But you can score points. I know you're gonna. Be, this is gonna. You're gonna be butthurt about this. But I need 17 points from you. Get me 17 points, and I'm happy. Yeah, right? that's that's the like, thing. Comes down to like, the math part. Like, you need to get 12 points. You need to get 20 points. You need to get 15, 17 mm-hmm. points. Just get those points. But I think as as a player, because I'm just a player of the team, is that if you tell me get 17 points. All right, get 17 points. That's that's all that's on my mind. 17 points. If I kill that character, then that fucking, those guys are going to die. But then get that guy, and get those guys are going to die. Like You might pull I out can, a victory that way because if you're thinking tactically about just around these set of points, like you might just navigate yourself to a win that way. Just, you know. I think that would be accidental. Yeah. But, but, it would, it, but that's the accidental victory we always talk about. Like I fell behind turn one and turn two. I could quit right now and flip this table. Right. Yeah. But I, I stayed focused. I stayed in the game. I went after the objectives and the mission I was after. And all of a sudden, like, holy fuck, he missed his smite. Yeah. Okay. I blocked that smite, which is the more plausible. Seven sixes showed up all of a sudden on my side. And I yeah. killed the fuck out of this thing, which I was not expecting to happen. 
Now all of a sudden the game turns yeah. in your so favor. So as long as he doesn't kill this one dude and I right. kill this guy over here, so fly this guy is super safe. Use anything I have to protect this dude, and then fucking make sure this guy dies. Okay, I could win by one point. Yeah, it's the team format definitely brings a whole nother aspect. Yeah. Which, by the way, we should play a fucking team event at uh, Las Vegas Open on Sunday. But that's doubles. That's doubles. I'm going to be drinking and gambling. You're a fag. I am a fag. <laughs> you should... Fuck the team. Come out and come play craps with me instead. We'll play with dice for a whole other reason. No, I'm there to play 40K. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Las Vegas. Sure. Hit up Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to the BAO. You are. With my with, ticket. With your ticket. For the first time, I'm going to the BAO. You just have to do better than three and three. Okay. That's all. That's literally all you have to do because that's why I went last year. Yeah. What if I go three and three? Well, then it'll be a fucking repeat, and that's fucking kicking the dick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get kicked in the dick, right? <laughs> no, I, I would. I, I, I would. I don't know the meta. You, you were telling me last night the meta is probably the same as the meta we have down here. No, I mean, it's the same meta down here, but the worldwide meta has been changed because of knights. Yeah, and Dark Eldar. I, I don't fear knights. I have not played Dark Eldar yet. Like I haven't had the opportunity, which is I don't have them all built. Sorry. No, that's cool. I just haven't had the opportunity to play. I was hoping to play Keith Barry last night. You know, I wanted to play against him to kind of get the feel for what Dark Eldar well, do. Well, he's a white skinny nerd. You just have to tell him you're going to play him. He'll fucking play. <laughs> but still, it's like, I haven't played against that, but it's the knights that first scared me, but now I know how to deal with them. Just gene stealers eat their face, right? And it depends on terrain. Can I find places for my gene stealers to go? But I don't but, think your your counter is knights, though. I think yours is more the Dark Eldar. The Dark, Dark Eldar shoot a lot. Dark Eldar and um, uh, Custodes. Yeah, the Praetorians mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck they're called. They yeah, just, on bikes. I mean, they have invulnerables. They have lots of saves. They're just tough as balls. They Two move. Saves, they yeah. move fast as I do. Faster. Um, they do way more shooting than I do. It's. I don't think they're faster. Oh, the bikes are. They move fourteen. And then shoot. And they assault better than I do. When those three bikes land, they'll kill a they'll kill a flying hive tyrant if they assault. So I'm forced to assault them. So it's a tough matchup for me. Yeah, that's the thing. You're you're oh, you're tough as seven though. But still, they just if you charge them, they're not as. If killy. I charge them, they're not as killy. So it puts me in the position of having to like. They still wound you on fives. I, I it's still you know making my way around. They still wound you. On yeah, fives. I know that, but I, I play enough guys are rolling on fives. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, last night your your dice are pretty high. They're only with fives and sixes. I'm going to hit you with a flamer. Okay, it's a five. I'm going to hit you with this grenade. Okay, it's a six. Like, <laughs> how many times did that happen last yeah, night? Yeah, rewind back to that a little bit. The flamers inside the storm guns are actually really good. Yeah, because I mean they only have pistols, but when you're they only get out of their waves when the fucking enemy's like right there. Yeah, and then those those flamers. Are really good. I mean, the same thing as the towel guy that I played. The flavor came out and shot, got a whole bunch of hits. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like those auto hits. Auto hits are really good. You got to have them in your list. Ways of getting auto hits. Yeah, must have them in your list. But the way I've been preparing, it's and we talked about it. Is I can't worry about the other list. I have to play my game. I've built my list to accomplish these tasks, and I have to go out and accomplish them. If I don't accomplish them, I mean, you have to adjust depending on the opponent you're playing. Of course, like. Yeah, but What's you go my- into you go into every game 
with the plan and strengths of your list. So you have like, my list does this really, really good. It can also do these things, but those are the toolbox, right? Right. And then these are the things that it does not do very well. Right. So when you go against your opponent, okay, what do these fall in? Do I got to use the toolbox? Is it in the category of this is what I do good anyways? Or is it like, fuck, this is not what I do really good, but this is how I kill them. So Mm -hmm. how am I going to win using my toolbox and what I'm really good at? Right. And that's that's what comes down in a regular uh, GT and going against every army. And that's what most people deal with, not the team stuff. Right. So in this, I'm going to I the things I do well. I board control really well. Mm-hmm. I move fast very well, and I get into your deployment zone and mess up your. And you also tie things up very. I well. I tie things up very if well if your movement's correct. Right. If you have lots of things that fly, for instance, that messes up that equation for me. Yeah, because right? then I take a lot of things that you can interact with me out right so i have to kill those things not tie them up right so it changes like my target priority when those things happen how i adjust for those things maybe i focus those things more you know or i shoot them with my carnifexes right but the objective is always the same right i do this thing i get there i go right so that's why i've taken the same list and i have not changed it at all yeah and that's like that, two months i've not changed it playing the same list Gets you over somebody playing the the fucking net dick of the week, right? And right now for Tyranids, the net dick of the week is um, Hive Guard with a battalion of Kraken and then a, um, a Supreme Command of Gene Stealer Cult with two Maguses, a Patriarch, and the Pure Strain Gene Stealers. Like, that's sort of like in every Tyranid list right now, you're seeing that, like, theme out there it's and that and that and that's for why yeah i mean you're no but why well hive guard are considered they're very good at shooting yeah right the breaks the the big monsters the the the, the tanks the the and knights also your mirror matchup when you go against yeah yeah it, it takes care of that um the genes to their cult they add the genes to their element to it so you're getting downfield with the patriarch the patriarch makes them fearless the maguses do mind control and mass hypnosis. So mind control, you take control of somebody, you shoot, assault, or whatever with them. Yeah, there's no keywords. It's just you just take control of enemy unit. Yeah, enemy unit, and you play with it during your psychic phase. Yeah, you, you don't get to move them, but you get to shoot. And then mind control is Which great. Be really bad for my list. <laughs> the good list have mind control. The bad last have might of... Bad last? Yeah, something like that. The bad, the bad last. last. The bad list, yeah. <laughs> the bad last. But the good list have mass hypnosis, because mass hypnosis does a lot of things. For one, it means you can't overwatch... Two, you fight last in the fight phase no matter what. And three, you're negative one to hit in both shooting and the assault phase. In the, char- in the fight phase. So it does. it's like three psychic powers in one. There's one that's got Might of From Beyond. And it gives you plus one strength for something. But it's, yeah, it's cool on Gene Slurs, I guess. But I'd rather yeah, you not. Yeah, you're attacking space raids. That's a, that's a situational one. But I'd rather you not overwatch and then hit negative one to hit. Yeah, especially against Tau. Yeah. Especially against Flamer stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Like that's kind of the new hotness, and it's – I know Hiveguard are good. I know they're good, right? The thing is, for my list, if I put Hiveguard in, I have to take so much out that I have to basically tear down my list from top to bottom. Because it's, no, it's, no, it's no longer accomplishing the task that I've sent it to do. It's 235 points. Yeah, but also currently you're playing all Kraken, right? Uh, Kraken and Jormungandr. 
So oh, it's, yeah, a, you're it's a Kraken Battalion with two Flying Hive Tyrants, the Swarm Lord, two 19-man Gene Stiller squads, two Ripper squads, and 28 Gargoyles. The Gargoyles are... They don't kill a lot, but what they accomplish... They do. They, they're, they're good. They're, they're tools in that list that are definitely needed to where they're so fast, your opponent can't really ignore them. And if you do ignore them, they're going to be touching things they're not supposed to be, like you don't want them touching... You're doing little attacks on little small units, tying, taking hostage. Then you have, and then you have the gene stealers behind them. Right, they eat up huge pieces of the board. Yeah, you know, they're great. And if they get downfield and they can do what they really do, they're assaulting with fly. They also have shooting attack. They have a shooting attack too. They're just great. So, and then I've got a Jormungandr detachment with two Neurothropes, three Ripper squads, and a three-man unit of shooting Carnifexes with the Death Spitters. The Death Spitters are great. I spent you a 10-man, like, T3 model squads. I'll just kill that squad. Cool. It's dead. Or yeah, I'll make you spend shoot two... shoot so much. Yeah. Yeah. So fast. Yeah. They can take on um, tanks and stuff like that. It's, it's They're really good. So I like where my list is at. If I throw Hiveguard into it, it's essentially a whole list teardown. It's that many points. It's that much of a shift focus. So I don't want to do that. But I know it's the new hotness, but I don't think people are going to be prepared for a list that I run. Where it's all up in your grill all the time. They're prepared for like Frankie's shooting tyranid list. Or Hive Guard, which I don't carry. And I think that gives me... I don't want to say an advantage, but you're not prepared for what comes. I just like the way it plays, but I've just been running it and running it and running it and running it and running it. And at first, it may... It, I've been really hit and miss with my success on this list. But I think by running it the amount of times and the games I've lost against you or the games I lost against pretty Dick or the game I lost against a guy who was new with Knights. Like it taught me things about my list that if I had not just run it and run it and run it, I never would have learned where if you're trying to chase the new, yeah, but that, but that's the thing. Like when, when you, when you're practicing a list, you want to play the, obviously the best people that you can play against, but you literally, you want, you want to lose. In those games that you're trying out a list, you want to do things that like, okay, this is a stretch. I'm gonna try it. Fuck that didn't work. <laughs> and right, I lost. now I know. And right. I lost. Or I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this game with this plan. And I lost. You actually learn a lot more than you do from winning your games and practice matches. You actually wanna lose. You actually wanna stretch that little bit. You wanna fucking do that shooting attack and that combo you want to do that was like super hard to do. Oh, it didn't go off. I lost. Like you, you learn a lot more from losing. Yeah. Just if you don't take anything away from it, when you play and you're testing a list for said event, you actually want to lose. So, you know, uh, and she just, yeah. So fucking, mm. Like, you want to lose, so you know where you could change it in a game. And yeah. losing is better f- for overall performance. And not even necessarily changing your list. It's just changing the way I played that or the maneuvering I did around this. So before, it used to be I deployed the same way, right? Yeah. And then I just ran everything in this direction. And I've tweaked that a little bit where now I don't deploy it the same way every time, right? Depending on the map or whatever. But I just know what these units are really good at accomplishing. And I put them to that task. Boom, go. Make it happen, right? So 
you know, when preparing for a big event, I mean, you know your Eldar. You could probably take, you could walk in three days before, a day before an event and go, oh, you're playing this major GT, build a list and go. That is one thing that I have. I, I, I know every unit and what their strengths and but that's also because I've played those units sure. and seen where their weaknesses were and where their strengths were. You also have three codexes to pull from and That's just your salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I, I want to incorporate Gene Stealer Cult, but I'm afraid to do that before the codex comes out because I'm afraid to try something before it gets nerfed or changed or whatever. I don't want to commit to a whole lot of and that. You're, and you're also getting new models. Yeah. That's like that's already been out there that like Cheese Zero Cold is getting new things. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to commit to that yet. Yeah. So I'm probably just gonna take this list until the Gene Stealer Cults come out. And then there's been news about how the what Imperial Guard units can take has been reduced significantly. You don't get the entire codex. One being Bulgrims. You're right, no Bulgrims, which is Which I don't care about Bulgrims. I'm so fast I don't care about Bulgrims. But I know other armies really do give a shit about Bulgrins. If you want something tough to and sit in the middle let me, of the board. Let me go ahead and throw it out there. If you're an Eldar player, elf player, and you have a detachment of Eldar, and you have either Hemlocks or you're an idiot using Warlocks, or you have Spirit Seers, fucking restrain on Bulgrins solves your problem. Yeah. They move like four inches or something stupid. Restrain halves that movement characteristic. So they have to advance to get anywhere, and they cannot advance and charge. And all of our guys move base 7. Oh, and then you go into our vehicles, we're 16, my flyers are super fast, flyers can't even be charged by them. Like, just don't got to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be in the center. I'll deal with them on turn 5. Yeah. Bulgrins are good for, like, that shooting tier in list where you have the hive guard. Because you can put the Bulgrins out in front of the hive guard, right? This giant, massive screen of, like... Fuck you. I dare you to kill me. Yeah. With the hive guard right behind it sitting in a building saying, fuck you, you can't see me, but I can see you. Yeah, and I'm going to shoot you with these. these I'm going to shoot you with these guns, right? I mean, that, that that's a that's a, a strategy I can see working out, right? It just, and I think Matt Root tried that it, to limited success at Midwest Conquest, mm-hmm. going 4-1-1 one, and one, or 3-1-1, mm-hmm. one, one. yeah. Yeah. It just, you know. It, there's some cool and his tie was to a list that's similar, or is Kevin's or and he, Alex's he t- list? He tied Alex's list, yeah. right? So there's deficiencies in that. We it, it was exposed essentially mm-hmm. at a big major tournament. So is that necessarily the new hotness? No. Is mine? No. But it's the list I'm running. It's the list I like to play. It plays the way I want to play it, and I know the way. Like I'm learning the way that close combat assault is working, and I'm really honing in. Like I said, like. Maybe ten episodes back, I want to master the assault phase. I feel if I can if I can master that with the right units, I could be unstoppable, right? And I'm the assault phase is really good. I'm, yeah, I'm, despite I, what people think, assault phase is really really good. I'm getting there. It's not there yet, like, but I'm getting better. Like every time I play, I'm learning a new trick. And I was even telling you the other night when we were at at ease, it's like I watched a guy try to assault some tau, and he walked right past the ruins. It was out in the open, and I, I saw the table. I saw the board. Like I saw where he needed to place the guys, and he didn't place them there. And I said, once it was all said and done, if you had gone there, that is a different story. Yeah, this is this is something that I, like, Heidi always watches, Heidi, my lady, basically my wife. Uh, she listens to me, listens to these podcasts, and I also watch battle reports, like, 
before I eat while she's cooking, I like watch it while I'm sitting there just watching her cook because I don't cook. Uh-huh. But like, she's like, why do you watch that? You get so mad because I'm always in there like, why the fuck did you move there? <laughs> like, why did you charge that? Or why didn't you charge this? Right now? She always says like, why do you watch you get so mad? And I'm, I'm just like, the fact that I'm able to see their mistake mm-hmm. means that in my game, I'm able to realize that and not do those mistakes. Right. When If I'm able to teach somebody like what they should have done, that means I understand fully what should have been done in said circumstance. Right. So in my games, I'm looking at the table and by the way, you do this on their turn, not fucking yours, burning your turn. That's why you guys don't finish games. And you're like, okay, you're going to move here, you're going to move here. All right, if I do this or if I place here, then he won't be able to overwatch or I could tie up this. Like things all over the table that happen. It's, it's what's so great about 40K is there's so many things going on that if you see this in a battle report, that means you fully understand what fucking is happening in the battle report and also you could be able to teach. So two ways of getting better is one watching battle reports and not watching them to learn things, watching them to correct them. Right. If you're able to correct them, you learn. If you're able to teach somebody how to play your army, you're learning. And that will in- increase your success rate in RTTs, GTs, majors. Yeah. So I was watching a guy play Vito's Tau and I haven't had a chance to play Tau after the codex came out, but the greater good Tau Sept scares the fuck out of my assault list. And he was playing space wolves with a knight, but the space wolves were close combat space wolves. Right. I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch this and see how he interacts. And he was just making these mistakes that prevented him from getting into close combat, where if he just moved and advanced into a building that was an inch and a half away from a, a Tau uh, fire warrior unit. Mm Mm-hmm. You're an inch and a half away in a building. He can't see you and now can't overwatch you. And all that greater good shit is out the door. Yeah. Then you could literally say, I charge everything within 12. Now I'm charging everything. You can't do shit. And you can't do shit because you don't see me. And then I charge this. And even if I roll a two, I'm still at least in combat. Right. Yeah. Right. And I saw that. And I was like, when he was talking about where I'm going to place my wolf. And I'm like, I'm talking to James Cremona. I go, I'd put him right there, right behind that building. And attack those fire warriors right there and eat them all. And then he deployed kind of over there, but not behind the building and then didn't come into the building. So I was like, so when it was all said and done, I said, dude, you should have gone into that building. He went, oh, you know, I think about that all the time, but I just never do it. I'm like, well, yeah, you should really start he, doing he, it. You're also a player that plays Yeah, fun, you should really so. start doing it. Yeah. So You play for fun, aka you are a bad player. Yeah. But, you know, preparing for these big events, it's I take the same list and I don't give up on it. And, and practice the list. Yeah. You got to practice it. Practice it against your list. Don't practice against the list. Of like, I can win this. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to stroke your ego and whatever. Play those lists. Like, I'm really worried about this list. Ask your friend. Ask your, if you're in a team, ask your teammates. Play this list against me, please. Because it's going to fucking, you want to win? Okay. You're probably going to win me. And then take a serious critique, too. Like, this unit that you're really committed to does not work. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. Stop using it. Take it out and readjust. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a lot of events don't require you. I have noticed a lot of events are starting to require you to submit list ahead of time. Submit list. And it's like a week. So But if you haven't gotten that practice a month ahead of time, like I've been doing, you can't adjust. There's no adjusting to be done. Like Nope. Yeah. 
So for me, and I did it before broadside. I took the same list. I practiced it for two months. You know, I did okay. Not the way I wanted to, but I did okay. And I do want to say like, uh, practicing your list isn't so much getting to know your list. It's just knowing those bad matchups, like I said. Yeah. Knowing your good matchups and then also the strengths of your list. Knowing the strengths of your list is very, 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 very important. Very important. Yeah. So that's how we prepare. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Conclusion of the show. What's up, veteran gamers? You hear Andy and Ray talk shit all the time. Well, now we want to hear you talk shit. You can leave us a voicemail on our voicemail line at 442-444-0791. There you can leave us a voicemail, drunk dial us, talk about anything you want to talk about. But we want to hear from you. Send us a voicemail, we'll play it on the air for you, and we'll talk shit back to you. So once again, that number is 442-444-0791, and we hope to hear from you then. But until then, ladies, drink up. like taking a shit when you have to concentrate really hard to shit because you didn't eat enough fiber <laughs> that's what the five minutes of silence is for me it's not even five, it's five seconds dude <laughs> five seconds yeah five minutes will be forever i'll die um we do have um a voicemail all right um this one is coming from oh james germany Texas. james germany germany james, himself calls in james germany calls in i have not listened to this one yet so this one's fresh all right. It's like a fresh duker <laughs> sitting on your lawn from your dog this morning. What's up, you fucking mooks? It's your boy James from uh, Texas. I was just going to let you guys know how much I appreciate your podcast because, believe it or not, despite the fact that you guys just ramble around and get drunk and really don't help or say a whole lot of shit, I've actually gotten my games improving since I've been listening to you guys with random tips and advice on how but to we don't help much. Mission. So, you know, you guys are doing out there and not all. you're doing the good work. So keep it up and uh, stay stupid. Stay fucked. Later. Thanks for stroking the cock, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> My it's balls good. needed to be cupped. I was yeah. getting a little flaccid, but that yeah. got me yeah. up again. Thank you. We're going to keep well, Although we don't say shit and we don't say fuck, we have helped his game out without saying shit but or fuck. We do say fuck. We do say fuck quite a lot. Well, it's I'm usually very, fucking. I'm not, I'm not very intelligent, so the word fuck fills in a lot of the words that yeah. I should probably be So using. I was doing this. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Fuck and yeah. And if you're Andy, um. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, fuck. Um, fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we get drunk. We talk about bib boobs and fat, bib boobs. Bib boobs. I'm drunk. Big boobs and fat hasses. Uh, but we didn't talk about some 40K stuff. We talked about a lot. We talked about a lot. Last two, uh, last two episodes have been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot of stuff. Um, how to prepare for big tournaments. You know, the after action reviews tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Um, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, um, you're going to glean some stuff from what we're saying, even though we're drunk and fucked up. Yeah, like I, I try to throw in there like tips and stuff about things that I've learned in my games as well. And things I see in the ITC organization page and fucking competitive page and things that... I've themed, or I've deemed, not themed, themed, deemed, deemed, uh, worthy of putting it out there. And like little things, uh, Imperial Knights, if you're in auxiliary detachment, right? You don't get a fucking house. Yeah. That means you cannot advance and shoot. 
Yeah. Or whatever. Because I don't give a shit what the other ones are. House Raven, I, yeah. I think Raven's so good. But it, you don't you don't get that. If you're an auxiliary, if it's one night and one detachment, um, you don't get the house. You do get the 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 fucking stratagems as of right now. There's a lot of debate going on yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, in the um, TO pages, yeah. Because the if you look at your night codex, it says that a super heavy detachments with an S, but the only super heavy detachment is the one with the three requirements because the one requirement is a super heavy auxiliary detachment, but because the codex uses detachments... Right, there's an S. It's it plural. makes it very weird, and it's being debated about. So, because when I first read it, when I heard super heavy detachments, I thought in my brain that was any super heavy detachment, which yeah, means the auxiliary, might as well, and the standards, but has three. Yeah, in my brain, I didn't even debate in my mind what that meant. It meant all of the. Yeah, but that was me reading it as a player, excited, right? Like, oh, right. cool, cool. But then my I my. To side, I was like, but auxiliary detachment, right, is a different wording, and it's weird. And and now we're getting conditioned to these keywords, so like the actual wording now really matters. It really matters. So like, and it, it will affect knights greatly too, because if you can't take one knight and get stratagems and get and fucking their houses, that actually makes them a lot lot weaker. Weaker. Yeah. So you just have a knight that just has more wounds, basically. If you take the big guy, right? Less points, more wounds, better guns. Yeah. Yeah, and you won't get no uh, CP, which you already don't get in the, in the auxiliary. But it means you have to uh, invest in a significant amount more in a five to six hundred and fifty point unit. Yeah, because uh, the big guys already either seven hundred something to eight hundred something, uh, right? They're like 600 or 600 something, 700 something point. And then plus two armagers since now they FAQ'd it where you can have two armagers and then one big dude to get three CPs. Yeah. Right. To get those command points. It's, it's in contention right now. So let, let us know. Well, what do you think in the, in the, when you post the Facebook post or even it calling in, what do you think? Because the, if you look at the Imperial Knight Codex, you look at the detachments to get the special rules. It it calls out a super super a super heavy detachments, but it doesn't say anything about about auxiliary super heavy detachment. So do they get command points? Do they not? Because there are multiple super heavy detachments. There's the super heavy detachment, and there's the auxiliary. Super heavy, super heavy detachment. Yes. So because the addition of the S at the end it makes it a little hazy. Like it, for me when I read it through the first time, like I just read through it. Oh, super heavy detachments. They mean both of those. Yeah. Like it did. It happened quickly. There was no debate in my mind. There was just this. But now I can see the argument because we've gotten so conditioned to these keywords and mm-hmm. what they mean. So there needs to be a clarification. There does. Like for serious, like GW. If you're listening. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's the, it would also be the only codex where you can take one model from the codex and have full access to the book. Which, for as expensive as the single models are... Which would be an argument to actually get it. Which would be an argument to get it, which would not seem out of bounds to me. Because you can have an entire battalion detachment of guard and get 
access to everything for 190 something points. True. Yeah. But you're also taking three, four, five units. Right. But still, the expense of the model, I think, justifies the. But I don't think GW takes account in the expense of the models. I think they take an account of the number of units you're taking. Sure. Sure. Because every other codex. In an auxiliary detachment, you do not get access to auxiliary. You don't get access to the stratagems. Right. And it's literally in the fucking top part of the army construction sure. of the codex. But I don't mind there being a difference for a codex. Like if I, you, like, I do. Really? I don't think one fucking knight should get fucking full stratagems. Really? Those stratagems are really fucking good. Yeah, they are. You put one Castellan knight, or what's the main big dude? Whatever the his Castellan name is. The Castellan knight, yeah. The Castellan knight. That increases a, a list power tremendously. Sure. And then you have guard to just command CP points a bit. Makes well, it, guard are stupid, but yeah. But like, it's, but th- I mean, what else are you going to take? But we've argued here too, though, that we think command points, and we've made this argument before, and we'll make it, I'll make it again, that your warlord and your main faction, if you're going to have multiple detachments with different codexes, the stratagems come from your either main or where your warlord comes from. Well, that would fix a lot of things, and and I'm I'm behind that too. It should be what your most points is from and where your warlord's at. Yeah, and your warlord should be where from your most points are from. Yeah, which is even a, a hindrance of me when I play my stupid patrol detachment of Dark Eldar. Yeah, and I'm fully behind of full most points is where your warlord's from. Yeah, and that's also where you get your stratagems from. Yeah. That would also, like they said at the beginning of 8th edition, is going to encourage single army fucking uh, armies. Never did. No. <laughs> soup soup is on the menu, my friends. Uh, soup, yeah. Even after the FAQ, a, soup is on the menu. It's a diet soup, but it's still on the menu. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's, it's soup is on the menu. We strayed a little bit there, but it was worth it. It was worth the conversation. You may have a problem. Fuck you. Right. So the thing we're going to start doing, because now we're halfway through this ITC season. Yeah. We're halfway through. Yeah, June. Um, we got two big events coming up. Let's track where we are, Andy and Ray, with our ITC rankings. I actually encourage you, if you are taking part in the ITC or playing ITC events, go ahead and update yours on our Facebook page as well. Let's track together where we are and if we're improving. And as a part of the show is we, we track the competitive. We'll record it. Yeah. I'll record it. So you yeah. Because you have got a lot of your play. So I'll record fucking people. If you post, when you post the Facebook page of our, this episode, post in this episode Facebook page. To tell me your world re- ranking and your faction ranking in yeah. the world. And we'll keep track of it and we'll see if you're getting better. If you do really, really shitty, we'll talk shit on you. Yeah. And if you fucking do good, we'll fucking be like, good job. Yeah. And as the weeks go, as we, as we post episodes update your ranking and let us know has it gone up or has it gone down yeah right and if it's gone up what are you doing to change it and if it's gone down what are you doing to improve it yeah there you go like every week if you're gonna post in the show go let us know where your rankings at i'm into, i want to know if because james said his game has improved i want to know by how much and the itc ranking tells us that that would be cool to, to see if people are getting better yeah yeah I, I like that idea i did it on the fly too that was cool i didn't even plan that all right <laughs> <laughs> Pat on the back, dude. Yeah, you cut my balls. <laughs> all right, so I just do mine real sure. quick. Um, so world ranking, so all factions together. I'm 47th in the world, and I'm and I'm, uh, where is it? I'm fifth on the west. 
or sorry, 13th West Coast in the world, right? And then so for Eldar, my faction, I am 10th in the world for Eldar and 5th West Coast. Okay. So not where I want to be. No. The last year I was in the 20th, I was in the 20 something, I think I was like 26 or something. But I do, my West Coast is only uh, calculating four out of my five because I played Monkey Con, which is not West Coast. Right. And then also I was playing Inari at the beginning of the season, right. which has three of my first place wins. And I actually miss uh, categorized one of my uh, tournaments that was supposed to be Alatok, but I put a Saurian by accident. So that, that, and by the way, for you fuckers that are a number one in the world for a Saurian, I guarantee you, you don't play a Saurian. <laughs> guarantee it. You're playing because that world. means none of your detachments have fucking any craft world or anything in them. You're playing craft. You're world. playing mix. You're playing craft. You're world. playing craft world. Yeah. But yeah, so those are mine. Do you know there's any rejoicing? You got mine on pay. We we talked about this before the show. All right. So Andy is 255th in the world. Not where I want to be. Not where you want. I actually thought you were doing better. That's a, that's that's disapproval for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you had fifth West Coast. Fifth West Coast Tyranids. Oh, that was Tyranids. Sorry. 50. I can't remember. I'm right. 59th West Coast in the world. Right. So top 100. That's not bad. There's like over like 6,000 people in the yeah. world. Well, not for West Coast, but in the world is over 6,000 for your 255th place. And then in Tyranids, you're 22nd in the world for Nids and fifth West Coast. West Coast. So fifth is good. Yeah. For, for the West Coast. But apparently, there's a lot more non-West Coast players that play Tyranids, which Midwest obviously wants Matt Root. Matt Root, yeah. Which is also number one in the world. Number one in the world overall, overall. period. End yeah. of discussion, yeah. And I'm assuming he's number one Tyranids. Yes. <laughs> so no one's going to overtake him. Yeah, I think the next closest player is like 130 points. points behind him. Yeah. A shit ton of points. Because he won Adepticon. Yeah. That shot, like, whoosh, yeah, like that, way ahead of everybody. And he's also the reason why you guys got targeted for nerfs as well. Yeah, that's why there was delay in the FAQ. So every time I say like my codex is shitty, everyone's like, but brute, and I go, man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I started this journey, I said I want I thought I could be top ten West Coast Tyranids. You're like, fifth currently. And if I if I just stuck two Tyranids for this whole season, I could be top ten West Coast Tyranids. Like that was my that's an achievable goal. And here I am fifth. Yeah. You know, uh, four out of five total scores. I need another GT or major, and I need to do well the next GT or major. And I got a bunch coming up. You got BAO. You got to do yeah, good. and it, it, there's a couple of RTs I can shave off of there as well because I have a seventh and a sixth place finish in there somewhere. Yeah, which is some of these RTTs, by the way, for mine are your fault because you maybe use fucking <laughs> firebombs. <laughs> so I actually don't have any first place at all. In Eldari for RTT. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about the the Eldari thing because you'd gotten so many first place finishes, but I was I was thinking Eldar Eldari. Yeah, complete not. Yeah, this isn't gonna hurt you if you just tried fire prisms. Fuck it, try fire prisms, motherfucker. You're like, and I fucked you over. Yeah, I did it. It's my fault. You can blame me. It's my fault. I'm, yeah, I'm, cool. just, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> Give me shit. You ask a shitty player what to play, and you get fucked up. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, overall, top fifty in the world. Top ten world Eldar, and then other than that, I'm. I have to be. I don't. I'm like I said, not math. I got to be in the one percentile of all my rankings. Yeah. Like, even even being forty seventh in the world, there's over six thousand, seven thousand players 
being 47th, not that bad. No. I do have five You're scores. You're the top 1%. I still have five scores because that the world does take in mm-hmm. uh, MonkeyCon, but I think I can do better. Some some RTTs, now that I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing an RE anymore. Right. And I can get some first places. Yeah. And I think I, I need another, I got a four to five for world total. I need one more major or GT, which will improve my score, whatever. Any points I add to it will improve my score. So I'll move from 255. Hopefully I can get under the 200 mark. Yeah. After BAO, mm-hmm. you know, if I do well, in, you know, I should do well. If I do three and three, I'll, I'll, that should launch me up quite a bit. Okay. You know, that's the goal is to get under the 200, under the Mendoza line, as we would call it. Mendoza? Who's Mendoza? Yeah. When you bat 200, there was a guy who was a professional is baseball. It's baseball shit? Fuck yeah, it's a baseball, baseball shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get under that Mendoza line, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. So that's that's where we're going to be tracking. So go ahead and let us know what you're tracking for your ITC score. Um, let us know if you've improved Definitely at all. Definitely We'll record it, man. Every week. If you see an improvement in your score, let us know. We'll talk and we'll talk about it. Definitely. We want to know how you're improving. We can make that a piece of the show. We're going to we're gonna make it a contest. We're going to talk off, off stream so we don't say anything. Fucking, we have to fucking yeah, backtrack right now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah. So whoever improves the best will... Get a bag of dick or <laughs> something. I haven't decided yet. Picture of Andy's balls or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you a dick pic. <laughs> I'll send you a dick pic anyway. <laughs> Message us. Ask for one. Yeah. So, lastly, most importantly, what we have been drinking? Beer. Beer. Shock. And lots of it. <laughs> uh, we were drinking the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. What did you think of it? I like it. I would. I would obviously drink it again. Um it's one of those citrusy beers that you say that I like. So you like this variety. I, I yeah. like them. I, I like got them. this thinking of you. I think of it's you good. all the time, Ray. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Tiffany tells me. She says it's a problem. We're having sex. I'm like, I wonder what Ray would think about this. <laughs> <laughs> you almost spit that's, out your beer. <laughs> that, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. I am, of course, your host, Andy. And I'm joined by my best friend, Ray. Although we're always here. We have to do a barbecue. Let's do it. Eat some meat. Eat some meat. Until next time, ladies, drink up. Happy birthday, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs>